What's going on, everyone? Alex Jeteris here with another Knicks episode of the Knicks, Jets, etc. podcast. And of course, as always, we're talking about Knicks. It's going to be Tuesday when you're hearing this, but we're recording on Sunday, 2.22 p.m., Valentine's Day. It's amazing that my fiance is letting me do this and not killing me. She somehow gave me the grace to do this today. <laughs> shout out to you. Shout bro. out to Dominique. Yeah, shout out Dominique. <laughs> but guys, what we're going to talk about today, we got to talk about Mitchell Robinson being out four to six weeks and, and seeing what this injury is going to, how it's going to impact the Knicks. Then we have to dis- discuss D Rose's impact on the team, what we've seen through the first three games. And, you know, we're also going to move on, talk about potential trade uh, rumors with Bradley Beal, because that's coming up. Uh, may have to recap Victor Oladipo again, even though we did it last week. And we got JJ Redick, who may come home to Brooklyn and uh, decide <laughs> to play for the New York Knicks if, if, if he's given that chance. And then we'll recap last week, look up at the upcoming weeks and discuss a little Westchester Knicks. And with us today, John, to help break this down, we got Jay Ellis from the Nick of Time show. But John, what do we got for et cetera? <laughs> For et cetera today, we'll be uh, just going over the same Tuesday night uh, TNT schedule. This week we got Pelly's Grizz and we got the Nets at Suns. All right, all right. Let's get into this. Ricey, you know what to do, my guy. <laughs> Alex here with another Knicks episode of the Knicks Jets, etc. podcast. And with me, it's always my buddy, my co-host, my pal, my man with plan, John Malika in the building. Somehow, Alfred Payton has turned it around his boy, his best friend, the man he goes down and hang out, hangs out with in Central Park on a daily basis. What's going on, John? <laughs> Yo, someone, I, the first time ever, I'm not getting yelled at for Alfred Payton. I'm getting praised for Alfred Payton, even though I'm not this huge stand. This is classic, man. I'm hyped, dude. I'm hyped about the Knicks. I'm hyped about our point guard situation-ish. Ish, um, but dude, Mitchell Robinson just hurts my soul. Uh, but I'm excited. I'm excited for what uh, this team is uh, has instilled this hope in me to eventually let me down really, really hard. So I'm excited for that right now. Okay, all right. Nancy talks. Jay Ellis, let him know. J- that's exactly my point. <laughs> let me tell you, we got Jay Ellis to correct this ship. We're not having any negative Nancy talk today, okay? The Knicks are doing well. We got <laughs> host of the Nick of Time show, founder of the Nick of Time show website and the podcast, and one-third of the post-game live on Knicks Fan TV. Jay Ellis, what's going on, my guy? What's going on, man? I'm glad to talk to you guys, man. I'm ready to talk some Knicks. No negative Nancys today. <laughs> Unless we're talking about times rotations, then maybe we'll talk a little bit negative. But other than that, nothing else negative at all. Let's go. Exactly. <laughs> Let's exactly. Go. That's what we got Jay Ellis for. My man's optimistic, just like me. Unlike Let's John go. over here, who's ready to throw this team down the tube with <laughs> no, not at all, not at all. But, oh no, my I just, god, gotta be ready. <laughs> the tube? No, I don't know. I don't know what this guy's talking about. It just every high comes with a low. That's all I'm saying. So we're really excited right now about the point guard situation. I'm, I'm, I'm just bracing myself, man. I'm just bracing myself. That's all I said. Why are you? On, bra- okay, I feel like my bad. I'm not the interviewer. I'm like, why are you bracing yourself? What's well, well, I'll tell you. I'll tell you. I'll tell you. We can start right now. I'll tell you because. Number one, we, we don't have a starting center. I'll say that right now. And we don't have a starting point guard. I know Alfred Payton and Noel are, are cool and they played all right, but we that's what I'm just nervous, man. I'm, I'm we don't have we need a starting point guard so bad. And then Mitchell Robinson being out two months is 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 really scary to me. 
So we can get into it, man. We can get into it, Alex. Okay, you want to get into right, Mitch right. Robinson? Go ahead. All right. Yeah. So, so let's. I guess let's kick it off with uh, the the Mitchell Robinson uh, injury. But before we do that, Jay, how how you doing today? Everything good, man? Chilling. Yeah, man. Everything is good. I'm, I'm chilling. Uh, I'm gonna give the Knicks some love on Valentine's Day, and I'm I'm just here to talk some Knicks, man. I don't. Yeah, I'm here here to talk Knicks. I, I don't have no excuses to be here. Like I don't have no nobody to report to or nothing. So stress free day for me today, man. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm talking Let's about. Go. Oh. That's what I'm talking about. All right, Knicks are so, our only love. The Knicks are exactly, our only love here. Exactly. Like I, it's, ba- it's just basketball for me, though. That's what it is. Like you know, I'm, Tibbs is married to the game, and he because he doesn't have a wife. That's me. I'm married to the game, bro. That's it. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. Look at JLs over here. <laughs> Look at this guy. <laughs> there goes the sirens. That's how you know the show is going to be good. If you <laughs> if y'all watch the Knicks fan TV show, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> boo, 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 boo. Exactly. <laughs> Oh man, so let's get it. Let's get a crack at them. So we got Mitchell Robinson, as reported by Adrian Wojnarowski uh, yesterday, that he will be out four to six weeks. We saw the cast on Mitch's hand mm-hmm. as he's wearing that that fly pink uh, sweater, sweatshirt, whatever it was. It was dope. Yeah, Makes me awesome. want one now. Um, so what, what, what's, what do we what do we see for the team moving forward, man? I mean, Mitch really came on strong this season. Really took care of the foul issues. Uh, Kenny Payne, Tom Thibodeau, everyone doing work with him. He's definitely got to be in one of the in the top ten defensive centers in the league right now. The way he's been performing this season, losing him is tough. We saw that kind of last night with the Rockets. Just like the interior defense was uh, a little bit more exposed. So, right. Jalis, let me start off with you, man. What do you what do you predict for this team? What do you see moving forward for the Knicks without Mitchell Robinson? Uh, listen, man, I think it's a next man up situation. I know Mitch, you know, he's been the guy. He's been the anchor for the top two defense in the NBA. So I know it's scary to to play without that guy. But we have some guys who can plug the hole. They might not quite be Mitch. And we saw a little bit of that with uh, the Rockets. But, you know, Noel's no slouch either, man. Like he he's still what? Number five in the NBA in blocks. He can still get certain things done. He, he showed up against the Rockets. He had a couple of blocks that game, 10 points. And then he, he still has, you know, we still have Taj Gibson as well. I know Taj is not, uh, he's not a guy who's going to block shots for you. He's not a guy who's going to, you know, intimidate, but he's just a guy who's going to be at the right place at the right time. He's going to rebound. Um, he's going to do some things that, you know, Mitch, even Mitch and Noel don't do. He can, pick and pop with him a little bit, you know? Uh, he can pass better than those guys, you know? And it looks like he's trying to extend his game into the three-point line. So it, it gives us a, a weird, different dimension. It's not exactly Mitch, um, but there's still something to work with. And and just to go back to Noel, too, Noel still gives you that rim running as well, you know? So I, I'm not – I'm not um, happy about it because I do see that Mitch has been progressing. He hasn't been fouling and – I've loved what I've seen from it so far, but you know, there's some, there's some upside. Like, you know, he still has to work on his picks. I know Noel and Taj is going to pick picks for real for these guys. So the pick and roll might even be popping a little bit more. <laughs> yeah, you know I, mean? I agree. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah. And is also, you know, OB hoping, see, I'm not going to be too negative because this is my, 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 <laughs> uh oh. All right. You're it begins. Topping, it begins. You hoping OB Toppin gets a chance. To crack this rotation a little bit more and get you know get something close to fifteen to twenty minutes a game, you know what I mean? That's that's my hope because we have Randall here 
who's playing at the four. We have Obi Toppin, who's right under him. And we have to see Obi Toppin get some more burn. And the only way that's going to happen is if these two guys play together. Maybe you slide Randall at the five, play Obi at the four, and then see what happens. And with Mitch gone, there's more opportunity for that to happen. Um, and uh, listen, with Obi even playing a little bit better right now, you know, because of Derrick Rose and that activation, he's getting his leaks. He's starting to get more comfortable. You're just hoping that, you know, Tom could see the light, you know, and, and try it. You know, he, he, try try this combination. Try it. Just throw him out there and see what happens. Because last game, they paired those sides together. And um, I think Obi played 15 minutes last game, 14 minutes. That could have been 20, you know. That could have been 20 in the blowout. So he, he's still a little bit stubborn. But it's, it's, it's time to unleash Obi. And it sucks that Mitch is gone. But it's, you know what, sometimes... When a guy goes down, it's a blessing in disguise because you see what somebody else has. And right now, the way OB is positioned on this team, he's kind of buried on the bench a little bit. But this could be perfect timing. You know, his ascendance can create more opportunities for us long term. Well, JLS, that was very well said. I agree with everything that you were talking about. And, you know. It's it's a blessing in the sky, as you said, sometimes for a guy to get opportunities and just come in and show what they have on the court, as you said. And this we'll see what Obi has now. You know, I know Tom mentioned that we'll, we may see like uh, Randall at the five, Knox at the four. You know, this also is an opportunity right. for Knox as, as well to come on the court and show what he has. And look, last night uh, while we were watching the uh, the Knicks play against uh, the Houston Rockets, we saw Knox catch Obi for a lob. You know, yeah. we get to see him like attacking <laughs> pretty well. Uh, it's good stuff. And even Knox had his own uh, caught a lob from who from IQ, the Kentucky connection right there. Yeah, man. the, the so, yeah, Kentucky connection was popping. Yeah, I love this. Yeah. So we're gonna see, we're gonna see guys are gonna get their opportunities now. Um this is the only, this is like one of the very few ways and probably like the only real way under a Thibodeau led team that um we're gonna see anyone crack this rotation and get some minutes, you know. Uh I was saying last week with uh with CP uh, uh, for the pregame that you know, we go from a guy in David Fisdale who you never know what lineup you're going to see on a daily on a daily basis right. to now a guy who you know exactly what you're getting on a daily basis, and the change is going to be so minimal, man. It's such a it's such oh, a drastic difference. But with Thibodeau, like we're we're successful and we're seeing a lot of things change, you know. And look, I'm I'm looking forward to Obi once again seeing what he can do. He had 12 points last night. He was running the court uh, really well. It looks like he's getting more and more comfortable as he gets more time on the floor. We saw some post-ups. A few of them yeah. were successful. A few of them weren't. Caught mm-hmm. the lob, as I said. You know, I want to. He was. He, he even went. He even moved it all by himself in transition for a dunk. Yeah, I, I was, was in the fourth quarter. Yeah. Yo, like he he's coming along slow. We just gotta give him time. So for all the fans out there who think that Toppin's a bust or Toppin is just wasn't the pick or yeah. like we should have gotten Halliburton. Calm, calm yourself. You're all talking like the same, like nutsos for like last season when we watched RJ during summer league, who were like, "This kid's a bust. He's not." Yeah. It's like, yeah, we need time, man. These guys need time to 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 get their get their footing. You know, John. What what are your thoughts about it? Uh, I I agree. Like the most optimistic take for Mitch being out is that Obi's going to get his minutes. And especially because Obi, when he first came in the league, he really didn't know what he was doing on the court. And then he had that injury. He was able to sit down and kind of like absorb the game a little bit, go through some practices. Now he has those D-rows and quickly dinners <laughs> that he's going on, you know, <laughs> raise some raise some chemistry a little bit. Um, I'm excited for Obi at his position. 
I do think that he could play the four with Paj at five in the second unit. I do think that they can make that work. Um, so that that would be interesting, especially like you know, like maybe like for five six minutes total, you know, have that going. And you know, like with the right rotation, I think I think it'll be interesting. Um, what? But my my real issue is you talked about Noel and the pick and roll. His hands, man, compared to Mitch Robinson, is like zero and ten. Like I, I just, I just don't trust Noel in the offense at all. Yeah, I wouldn't even say Mitch is a ten either, because Mitch, <laughs> if Noel is a zero, <laughs> Mitch is like a five. You know? <laughs> okay, yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Fair. But now I do agree with you. I do agree with you. Noel's hands are atrocious. I'm, I'm still having flashbacks of when somebody just he. He just passed him a pass, an out-of-bounds pass. No defensive pressure. And he just dropped it, and the ball rolled out of bounds. And I was like, how is this man in the NBA sometimes? I don't understand. <laughs> Yo, those hands are like paddles, man. They're like ping-pong paddles, man. Oh, I think, uh, man. Like, you could just swat everything. Someone on Reddit made that image. Did you Did you see that image? Yeah, there? I definitely yes. saw the, the ping-pong paddles. Man. Gave him the orange ping-pong paddle hands, which is kind of, like, legit. You never know what you're going to get. Although, I feel like he did a pretty okay job catching the ball last night. I was like, no, he did. All right. He, did. he heard. Yeah, he heard. I, not not going not gonna to kill you for this. I uh, think he bo- I think he borrowed some Gorilla Glue from that girl who got her hair stuck. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> Oh my God! <laughs> <laughs> He's getting ideas. He's getting ideas from like. Uh, uh-huh. The music. <laughs> it's like the replacements. It's like the replacements. I, I really don't hate it. I'm kind. I'm kind of down. <laughs> oh, but yeah, I'm worried. Yo, as long as he's catching, as long as he's catching these passes, we'll be all right. We'll be all right. I, honestly, I'm, as I'm long as. You know, yeah, as long as he's playing D, honestly, as long as he's playing defense, and as you said, he's picking it up on the actual screens, like he's actually setting screens, I think he's fine too. Yeah. But how do you think it's going to – like, okay, Noel is obviously a little bit of a drop-off, but maybe he's okay. Taj Gibson, okay, he's a decent Band-Aid. But, like, there's a gap there, right, between, like, when Noel is with the starting unit and when Taj is, like – perfectly set in that second unit like usually you know mid second or mid third especially when we're in the, our worst position like mm-hmm. how do you think that's going to fill out like do you think Randall could could be the 5 yeah I, f- I feel like Randall can be the the 5 uh, at times i mean his his defense has improved that much like it's not empty stats with Randall this year right last year last year you know we were kind of it seems like we were better off defensively when with him off the floor this year we're better defensively with him on the floor so I, I think Randall can play some small ball five. And then if, uh, especially if Obi gets comfortable, you know, shooting the shot, it can, you know, we can run more. We can open up the floor more. We can have more driving lanes. It can benefit a lot more people. It can benefit us on the offensive end for sure. If it works out for us, you know, um, also like this part of the schedule is supposed to be the easier part of the schedule. So, um, you, you hope that. Uh, we can kind of take advantage of that, and if mm-hmm. Mitch is to go down right now, this would be, I guess, the the place where he can go down. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Especially the the big men coming up in our whole next week are all hurt. So yeah. you're right. <laughs> like it, it is a it is at least this week uh, we're kind of getting off uh, skate free. But for the haters that Alex was talking about, they they had something to say about those OB shots in the in the first in those first couple shots. <laughs> I was glad that he kind of put it together towards the end there. Yeah, 
Obi's just calm, man. He's he's he. I feel like he's still kind of working on his nerves a little bit. Yo, I feel like he he's in and out of being in the moment, mm-hmm, for and, sure, and being like in the flow of the game. You know. So do do, do you think that fans coming up, uh, those two thousand fans coming up soon? You think that's gonna affect him and IQ positively or negatively or not really at all? Um, IQ is gonna be IQ. I don't think IQ is going to. I don't think it's going to affect IQ at all, to be honest with you. It might hype him up, if anything. Like, he's coming from Kentucky. He's coming from a program where, you know, people are just there. And they're already, mm-hmm. you know, unruly. So, that's different. Mm-hmm. Obi, I'm not sure, <laughs> like, Obi. I mean, Obi, Obi's, he'll be upright. He'll be fine, too. You know what it is with Obi? The park background with me. You know, the going to Rutgers and going to the, all the New York parks when he was growing up. I don't know. I just feel like you kind of have to be a little mentally tough to be playing ball in the in the streets of New York and all like the best parks. So I, I don't. I feel like he'll be fine too, but yeah. maybe not on uh, not as solid as quickly because he's still trying to figure it out. But mm-hmm. I think he'll be fine too. Plus, like the guys who are coming, they're like the the season ticket holders, right? Are the season yeah. ticket holders yeah rowdy uh, booing? We want Frank fans or the you know. <laughs> Well, it's not Why only season. <laughs> it's not really season ticket holders. It's season ticket holders that want to go to a, a Nick game during COVID too. So I don't know if like the, the wine clapping Knicks fans <laughs> are showing up. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, we're talking about the same fans that went down to the Atlanta game who are trying to badmouth the LeBron James. Is that, is that the, the fans that we maybe expecting sitting courtside, uh, just cursing out LeBron James? Who knows? Who knows what we're gonna get? But I. I'm I'm not too afraid for Obi. I mean, like JL was pointing out, like he came from New York. He played at the parks. On top of that, he's a homegrown kid. So yeah. I think New Yorkers may be a little bit more kinder to a certain extent. I think I think the people who we see talking about Obi, uh, like Obi's not horrendous when he's on the court. This isn't no, like a not. DSJ. He's, he's not like a DSJ situation where you see yeah. him out on the four years. Like what what are we watching <laughs> here? It's just you're you're scratching your head. Like please, like we have another guard we can go to. For Obi, it's actually. The obviously, like we want to see more of him. He needs more time. So I don't. Th- I don't think anyone's going to necessarily boo Obi off the court. He's also trying like really hard. It's not like he's lost out there. He just he just needs someone to get him passes and to get him activated. And let's move to that right now. You know okay. the D Rose trade. Uh, it's been three games. Uh, what was it Heat? We had uh, Wizards and now Rockets that we've seen D Rose play. Uh, and it looks like Obi's been somewhat activated because he has a guard who's ready to push the pace in transition and get him easy looks and is constantly looking for him getting mm-hmm. in the ball getting in the ball so what jealous to you what, what do you think about the d rose trade i know you were getting a lot of heat on Knicks fan tv man, oh yeah for, for uh so much like, i was changing my i'm changing, I was gonna change my name to nancy ellis i was gonna <laughs> <laughs> We're out to put you in a witness protection for a second, man. People were coming for you, all right? I, I, I'm, I'm here. I'm here. I'm always going to be here <laughs> if they want. So I know you're from Brooklyn, bro. You're like, eh, whatever. I'm used like, to this. <laughs> you know where I, you know I lived? Okay, whatever. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, it's like, you know what? I got to give Thomas credit. I, I got to give Thomas. Because my number one concern for D-Rose was what is his role going to be? And um, how is this role going to affect IQ? Because I do feel like um, as good as IQ shoots, um, I, I did not want IQ to be, you know, a strictly off the ball guy. But what was, what's happened is 
the 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 uh, ascension of D Rose on his team has given IQ some breathing room to shoot as a two, but also he's not completely relegated to the two. They still allow him to be a point guard at times. So it's more of a comma guard situation. And that's the way I, I think it should it should happen. And actually I like the way I like the way D Rose has been playing off ball too. Like I think that's more surprising me than anything. Like, okay, the off ball D Rose. It's like, okay, off ball. Yeah. You're, 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 you're so, you're so on point with that because they got this like Kyle Lowry, like Fred Van Fleet thing kind of going yeah. on over here. And, and I, I didn't really expect it at all. And I'll give you the hottest take. And I know I'm kind of like jumping the gun a little bit. He, he looks like prime Lou Williams at times. Like what, what, what Lou Williams looked at, like at his best, like when he was handling the ball or like when he could like pass off and then like, Get that shot and like the defense have to respect nah, I him. Get it. It's it's crazy. Like I, I I know it's like it's like ten games in. Like I totally get it, but it really looks like Lou Williams out there. No, nah, I get it, and I see what you're saying with the floaters and the the breaking down defense and scoring at will. I I can see the comparison where it's coming from. Like also, I I can't. I really don't expect him to shoot this well the whole season because he's shooting sixty percent right now, right? <laughs> like, that's, but it, it's it's on a rope, dude. Like his shots just look good. Like. Look, look, OB shots, they don't look like they're going to go in. When they go in, I'm like, oh, wow, that's nice. Like, I'm, I'm shocked. That, you know, like, I'm like, yeah. okay, cool. But yeah. when IQ, like, shoots a floater, it, like, looks like it's on a rope to the rim. And, like, when he shoots a three, like, like he looks like he, he's a little bit, like, he needs to get a little stronger. Like, yesterday when he pulled up from what seemed, like, when he took the Steph Curry three, Right, mm-hmm. it looked like, it looked like he was like reaching a little bit, and then like you could see on the next two forces, like he like kind of lost his energy, so he'll pick up on that. But he could be an elite shooter, like he could be like Trey Young. Oh, absolutely, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't notice, like I didn't see that coming. Absolutely, absolutely, he can absolutely be an elite shooter, man. I, I think, um, and it's funny because somebody said it on the show last night, and he took the words right out of my 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 head. Uh, I think it was Ari who was saying like I think people are putting a, a ceiling on him. A little bit too early because he was drafted so late and as a 25th pick. And just because, you know, he's a 25th pick, they're like, all right, he is Lou Williams. That's it. Like he can't, he'll never be a starter. He'll never ascend more than a six role, six role man. And I'm not sure if that's completely true for him. Just because, you know, his shooting is just that good. And, you know, he's still kind of learning the point guard position and hopefully the the D Rose acquisition can kind of teach him. You know, some other things he, he's been overlooking, you know, mm-hmm. because I do feel like uh, D. Rose, uh, he, he does his penetration and kick game is something that he's added to this team that we haven't had, you know. So I think he should look at that a little bit, a little bit more. Um, so I, I just think he just needs more time. man. I think IQ needs more time. But like like you said, the, this, the, the addition of D. Rose has just benefited everybody, man. I, I just feel like. The way D Rose, IQ, and Alec Burks play off each other, I didn't see Woo. that happening that well. Because we, even with Alec Burks, right? We know Alec Burks, he can play make sometimes. We've seen him do it in other teams, but it just seems like since D Rose has been here, he's been he's been more he's been concentrating even more on making plays for the group than just bailout sh- shooting threes, and. I don't, it, it, it's, it's beautiful to see, man. It's kind of, it's weird. It was like add water chemistry just happened once you took out Austin Rivers and you added Derek Rose. It's crazy. For sure. I mean, 
this is not I'm not gonna try to bash Austin Rivers because the two weeks that he was playing, he was doing a lot of ISO heavy like yeah. maneuvers, like just looking for himself. Like there were so many open looks that he had for like IQ or even Obi Toppin, like especially Obi Toppin. Obi was like look pointing yeah. up to the hoop, like put it up, like give yeah. it to me. Like I'm I'm open. And you know, this is my that was my concern with Rivers that he's not really like a point guard. He's just a true combo guard. Like he, he can facilitate sometimes, but he's really looking for a shot most of the time, which is what he should be doing. And that's fine. Like that's who he is as a player. He's just when ice cold the last two weeks. And it's hard when you're just, when you're a score first guard and you're not yeah. scoring and you're not doing anything else, it's hard to like rely on that. But to add on to what D Rose has done, you know, like I felt like this was going to come where he would just like relieve relieve pressure like seeing what he did in detroit like he was guy like listening to what he was doing in detroit like mentoring killian hayes he was fine with killian hayes starting he was fine coming off the bench i was like i th- like seeing like what he did in minnesota like even going back to minnesota like when he cried and he had his like that that game what was it, like he scored um was it like 50 some odd points or something yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah it was 50 points and he cried and he's like look i've been working hard to get back here and just to do this and he was still coming off the bench there for uh, a period of time from Mar- was he was right? He was coming off the bench in Minnesota for a little bit. Right? Well, it was him and Teague. There was yeah, like a weird Teague. thing going on with him and Teague. Yeah, yeah, that's right, that's right, that's right. And so, I feel like D Rose is in the place. So I was kind of like open to that. And then, I think it was just like for me, it was like it's fine. Like quickly, he's transitioning to coming into like the NBA, and he isn't a point guard, like a full point guard yet. Not saying that right. he can't be a full point guard yet. Or he can he came in like to ascend to being like the point guard that this team needs. It's right. he wasn't doing that at Kentucky, and it's kind of hard just to say, yeah, I played point guard in high school, not do it at Kentucky, and then say, oh yeah, we're going back to playing right, at, <laughs> at, like at, like we're you you skipped a whole level of just like yeah, doing college like point guard work to yeah. just go to the NBA. So I it's a lot, it. and he's a smart like IQ is smart like. He can get, get it? it. He will get it. Get it? <laughs> Thanks. Uh-huh. Thanks for the thing. Th- <laughs> ah, there we go. Um, yeah. So, like, he's going to get it. He's going to work on it. You could just see it. Like, even when he, before, like, even the start of the season, you just heard the confidence. He's like, I'm a point guard. I can do this. And it's like, okay. I, I like that confidence in him. Right. It's not like a, co- it's yeah. not cocky, but it's like, it's confidence in himself. Yeah. He's, he's, no, he's not there yet to be like, uh, at that level, like yeah. CP3 or anyone else, but he loves the game of Wu Will and Damian Lillard and you respect those guys. And maybe he can be a Damian Lillard. Damian Lillard was picked in the later rounds. Donovan Mitchell yeah. is the same way. So I'm not like, it's not a cap. To say that he's Lou Williams right now, he's doing that role right now. And I think that's fair to say he's doing that right now, just being a microwave scorer off the bench. But I think he can be a lot more in the future. But D. Rose definitely has, like, added a totally different dimension for this team. And the second unit, you know, interesting stat right here. Mm-hmm. Since he, since Derek Ro- since the Derrick Rose trade, our bench has outscored other teams' benches 149 to 75. We are torching second units, which... <laughs> That's that's an important part of the game. Yeah. Like we were relying so heavily on the the starters just to put in work, and especially Julius and RJ. And now yeah. that we have a and now that we have a second unit that can just light it up. You know, I hope Tom doesn't change it up because it's fine if Peyton can play that he is right now and provide solid defense and can give us like ten points. You know, like. It, with the first unit, leave D Rose coming off the bench because that is just speed. It is it is truly thunder and lightning the way that yeah. this team is set up. It really is. And you got guys in the starting unit who will just pound down low in the paint, and then the second unit is like, yo, we're gonna run. 
Like, let's, yeah. let's keep it going. It, it, is, it. it is a weird, it is a different type of basketball, especially with kind of RJ right running mm-hmm. uh, the floor in, in the first unit. And then you have IQ and D Rose coming in. It's just like completely different game. And we're kind of like bracing for it. I don't know about you guys, but I'm like, come on, come on, come on. Like, you know, like towards the end of the first, like, I'm just like, when is D Rose and, you know, IQ yeah. going to come in? Yeah, it's like a whole like, different ball game. Um, <laughs> yeah. But, like, yo, Alex, I think you're totally right. My favorite part about IQ is his demeanor. He looks like he's been playing ball for, like, 11 years on the Knicks. Like, he, he like, legit looks like yeah. that. Yeah. He has the, it's the work ethic, man. It's the work ethic. That's the thing I, that I heard. I heard he has the, what do you say? I think it was the Kawhi Leonard type work ethic. He always in the gym. And then you combine that with the way Tom is with how methodical he is about, you know, his, his fundamentals and his teaching and the defense and mixed with all these coaches that we have now, you're like, okay, well, like we're in a situation there where we can actually truly develop a talent into something special here. It, like it can happen. And maybe it's, maybe it's my, my Nick's Homer glasses. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, we all wear, we both, we all wear orange and blue glasses. Yeah. Man. Maybe that's, <laughs> but I'm like, I think, I think, is this it? Is this it? Is, is this the steal? Is this is this the Donovan Mitchell of the draft today? It might be the Donovan. Yo, he, he could be the Dame Lillard. Like I I I did not have that comparison in my head uh, till now. But if he's floor Lou Williams and ceiling Dame Lillard, like si- sign me up. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yo, that's why I was always even saying, yo, put this man. Oh, that's why I was always they start this man because I'm just like, when have the Knicks had a point guard? Who can be a threat once passing half court? Like dudes oh are trapping God. him. We're getting we're seeing double teams for a rookie. That for is like rookie. insane. That's so insane. the Miami Heat clamped him at half court. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> as a rookie, and, and people are like, "Well, he's he's not a point guard because he like he's made a, a couple of nice passes off of that." And then once he, if he starts to get used to that, it's Watch a wrap. It opens up everything for everybody else. So I mean. Yeah. And, that's the whole thing. And with D Rose there, how can you double IQ at half if if D Rose is right next to you? You just can't. Or, or, or Alec Burks. Alec Burks can shoot the three, and he's crafty too. So that's the fun. That's why I love the second unit more than the first unit because it's just they're yeah. crafty, they're fast, they're they're ready to blow by people. And you got Obi Toppin who's now activated. Even Taj too. Like Taj with the second unit is totally fine because he's looking oh, fast. Yeah. He and he's and John, you said it right about him that you know he can do a pick and pop if he's shooting threes. Like Jay was talking yeah. about, what? Like, get, so, yeah. Sign me up. This, 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 exactly. this team exactly. is. I, I love this team to death. I really just like, like, um, we're 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 ahead of the rebuild. If this is like truly like where it's going, and there's already talks about re-signing Derrick Rose to to another year uh, at this point, and you know we got the trade deadline coming up uh, next month, all over a month away. So we'll see what other moves the Knicks make. But the one thing I do want to point out before we before we move off of this and then talk about uh, trades because we got the deadline coming up soon is uh, Mo Hamilton of uh, Basketball News wrote a wrote a beautiful article uh, just talking about development and he he pointed out to the CP3 and SGA on OKC and now that we see CP3's moved on to. Phoenix SGA is just taking the reins and he's hitting clutch shots. He's taking guys to the rack. He's just playing another level. And the fact, and it's because he had someone like Chris Paul to mentor him. Right. Yeah. And just playing right by side, right by his side. Enter D Rose and quickly. 
you got a guy who's the youngest MVP in D Rose. <clears throat> D Rose played at such a high level when he was in Chicago and he's worked his way back to still being a productive player. Uh, you know, whether it was in Minnesota, Detroit for a short stint and now with the Knicks. And so now we're seeing this, we could potentially see the same thing where IQ is now learning from D Rose of like, yo, this is how the game is played. This is what you got to look for. Just guiding him on the court. You saw like these clips that we see from like the New York Knicks MSG Twitter account where Obi and IQ are laughing and, and buddy buddy on the sideline during yeah. the timeout. You see them talking, like hanging out with one another. And even Taj is like giving, uh, giving uh, Obi some like pointers. And this is the type of moves that you need. You need the veteran presence of a guy who's already been there, who understands the game at a high level, who's played at the highest level. And D Rose has played in the playoffs, you know, like who who else do you want to learn from? And I think, you know, and this is just to touch on what fans are, are asking for, whether it's just like play IQ 30 minutes or but IQ have the ball all the time, and there's there's a lot that goes into developing somebody. Just no, because right. IQ is scoring like 25 points a night, we see that he can go ice cold, one for ten. Like yeah. that's going to happen. He's a rookie, so and you want to make sure that he's in the position to succeed. So it's point. It's you know Tom's trying to put him in the place to succeed. He asked for this D Rose trade to give him a mentor to run to run with now in the second unit. Right. And now on top of that. It's now managing IQ's minutes and in the right game situations to see, all right, where is IQ really going to thrive and make sure that he's just not like hanging on a limb, just getting double teamed every single night, seeing some of the, like, we haven't played even the best, a lot of the best teams yet. Like we haven't faced the Lakers yet, you know? Yeah. You you, you don't want to throw IQ like out against the Lakers and just like have him hang to dry and then burst his confidence, even though it seems like that's impossible to do. At this I, point. I hate, I hate that argument so much. <laughs> I know, I know, I know, I know you hate that argument so much, but it's like, these are all part of the things that was written in Moke's article. And I agree with, right. I agree with it, you know, and I think there is stuff that we don't see on the court behind the scenes that goes into this. So, you know, you guys, and on to it, Jay, well, let's hear it. You know, you know what it is? There's a balance for me, right? It's, it's just a balance. Yeah, it's all about balance. It's like, I do understand. All right, cool. You don't want to start him right away, but I, my, my, uh, I always have the preference. Every Tibbs, uh, criticism with, he's the best coach we've had since Mike Woodson. I like what he's doing overall. I'm For not sure. bashing Tibbs. I don't want to be fired. <laughs> like, no, I like that. what we he's doing. That. I think he's actually going to be the first coach to make it here past, um, you know, the, the two to three year mark. You know, I think he, he's going to finish. I think he's going to be the first coach to finish his project, his contract. With that being said, Right. <laughs> I still do feel like there are missed opportunities sometimes. I do still feel like um he takes out the young second unit guys too quickly, no pun intended, when <laughs> <laughs> when they're going. And he and he also pulls them too quickly if they make a mistake when he gives veterans a lot more rope. And that's my big um that's my criticism for Tom in general. Like, I, I still feel like quickly could be more in the running for rookie of the year if he actually got more burn because he's putting up numbers comparable to these other guys <laughs> with uh, 10 minutes, 10 less minutes than these other guys, mm-hmm. you know, and especially in the beginning when Elford Elf was kind of struggling and he's starting to find his footing now. I was like, why, why are we still watching Elf struggle? When quickly he's having a good game or when, and that's my whole, you know, that's my whole trepidation with the rotations. Now, the D Rose thing with compared to the, to the uh, Chris Paul and the mentoring ship, I definitely get that. 
you can see it happening in front of your eyes. They 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 look like uh, best friends since some way back, and I like how that's wrong. But I still feel like you know the minutes has to be has to be adjusted. And funny enough, I feel like Derrick Rose be here. I thought it was going to take away IQ's minutes, but I do. I kind of feel like it might increase his minutes because he feels comfortable playing them together. So weird. I'll see how this theory um, pans out in another two weeks. <laughs> okay, I, I I get what you're saying, but my my perspective is you're talking of two sides of the coin because in the beginning you were talking about how excited you were about the bench and how we have the best bench in the league. So if you take away a huge part of the spark, like especially if you want to look at let's look at last game, right? We needed IQ off the bench to come and hit those threes. He okay. like almost he basically saved the game. If we you know if you watched yeah. it, he, he literally saved the game. Yeah. So like that spark like if if it was opposite where IQ was in the first unit, I don't know if he'd have those opportunities because you have RJ, you have you have Randall who like who need the ball, and then if Alfred Payton is coming off the bench in the third quarter or the fourth because IQ is tired. And he didn't really do what he could do. Like now we're, well, let's say let's say IQ what like better by like one point on uh, in the first unit. I think that Alfred Payton would make the bench like minus six. Well, you, you know what I'm know, trying to say. You, you know what? You're right. And you're wrong. like, here's the thing. Um, Tom Thibodeau is using Alfred Payton differently, so. Even when I was having those um, those thoughts about putting IQ starting him, or or just even playing him more because it was more about even the minutes. Because I'm saying like he, he's playing ten less minutes than these other guys who's in rookie conversation. Like this, it was a, it was a stretch when Elf, Elf was playing thirty minutes a game with no rhyme or reason. You know, for me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm sitting there. I'm just like, why is quickly not in the game? If you're looking at the pattern recently, I feel like over the last week and a half. Tom has cut Elf's minutes when he's not playing well. So even if he's not starting, I can live with that. I can even live with that now, especially with Derrick Rose here in the balance. And, um, you know, yeah, especially Derrick Rose here in the balance between the, the starters and, and the backups. Um, I can live with, you know, cutting Elf's minutes down when he's not playing well. Like he played 20-something minutes yesterday. Between Derrick Rose, Emmanuel Quickly, and Elf Payton, they all played around the same amount of minutes um, give or take a minute. And if Elf is going to start, that's the way I want it to be. Cause I feel like that's even more fair to me than what was going on in the beginning of the year. I think that's perfect. I think you just started the new, I think we just got the new campaign, Alex, is you could start Elf, but we have to end the game with IQ and D Rose. And I think, <clears throat> and I think we've been seeing that from Tom. Like he's done that like in Miami, uh, the last two Miami games. We saw that against, uh, the Wizards. Like, He'll end with IQ. Like he has no problem putting IQ in the fourth. I think where Jay Ellis is coming from is like before we got D Rose, it's like we saw Ellis struggling. Why right. not throw this kid in there to like help the first unit? Because Elf was just a net negative for so many games where he's just not playing. So like let's switch it up. Exactly. Um and like I understand that. Now I don't want to throw Elf it, like I don't want to throw not Elf, I don't want to throw IQ in the starting unit because I like what I see with D Rose. I like them together. The only way I think you could put uh, IQ in the starting rotation is if you move somebody out, you move both of them to the starting rotation. And then that's questionable, like for the bench. Cause I like what the bench is doing right now. Um, and you know, we're, we're still waiting for IQ to like fully be that like point guard to like 
start. I'm not saying he can't start. And like, my thing is always like, if he can't start, just give him most of the minutes. And I think we're right. going to see that. Like we're, we, we got that from him, like slightly, uh, last game where he got like, or eh, that, no, that was D Rose. I got more 21, 22 between Peyton and IQ 23 minutes for D Rose. So it's like Tib is now like staggering these minutes and like giving like out equal equitable minutes yeah. for how they're producing. And that's fine. Like I'm, I'm totally fine with that. And I totally get what you're saying, jail. It's like, I get the whole like I get like I I got I get I get what you're saying and like it was totally warranted and look Tom Thibodeau is not without his like his, his like right like, no one's perfect like let's be like no no one is perfect <laughs> but like and we know like we can praise Tom Thibodeau like ninety percent of the job he's done fantastic when it comes to rotation sometimes and what you're picking up is like yo IQ just had it going for a second right like we saw it against Miami uh where he was like or or was it Chicago where. He got the steal, got yeah. the pass, yes. got the shot. Yes. Next thing you know, pulled and bench. You're like, why? Yeah. Why? Yeah. One turnover and, and he got pulled and bench. And I was just and like, then, what? 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 And then you <laughs> and then you see, yeah, no, exactly. And then you're you're scratching your head. And then two minutes of Peyton, and then Quick comes back in. He's like, why did we even do that? It's the fourth quarter. Like, leave him in. Like, exactly. Like, you're no one's gonna have. Like, there's very few people who can have like a perfect game, zero turnovers at the point position. And if you're handling the ball a lot, you're going to get some turnovers. It's just exactly. the numbers are there. So yeah. And, it, and he doesn't even turn the ball over a lot. That's the other part of the game. Like he doesn't hardly turn the ball over, but that's something. Else. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, that's, that's another story, but I get what you're saying. You're both, you both got accurate points. And I think what I want to see going forward is more so of the second unit sticking together just because yeah. it's so dynamic that way where it's like, fine, what, what, what Randall and RJ, and, and and Mitch and whoever is out there, just let, let them work in the paint. Let's just bully ball the living daylights out of them. And then let's switch it up because they don't understand how to, tra- to transition to that. Exactly. So. Yeah, it's hard. It is hard. And coaches like like Eric Spo, they can like kind of like lock that down. Um, but it's going to take like hard coaching against Tibbs. And when's the last time we had to, you know, we had to worry, like another team had to worry about our coaching. Like I, I can't even remember when that was even a thought process. But, yo, shout out to Alec Burks, man. Literally our glue. Like, I feel like he's the glue to our team. Like, the most generic (laughs) role player in, in, like, basketball movies ever. Like, he just looks like every single background movie basketball player ever. Jesus. Um, Wow. And he... Attacked. (laughs) Attacked, dude. I I think I'm, like, the leader of the Alec Burks fan club. I've been screaming his name since, like, since the first game. He's called this man generic. (laughs) He is. He is. He yeah, looks like the most. <laughs> he looks like the most generic. He looks like the most generic guy. Like he just like shows up. Looks like he has like just whatever. But if if he doesn't play well, <laughs> for the most part, the Knicks can't win ball games. Like yesterday you know, was almost an outlier where hey. he like had a almost eh game and the Knicks blew the other team out. But if you look at his, honestly, his plus minus his his stats or just like watch the games, every single game that Alex Burks does well. The Knicks do well. If he doesn't, the Knicks' second unit falls apart. And if the second unit falls apart, our strength, then we have no squad. You legit just said Alec Burks is like a generic. Bo- this, a generic- is, this, is, this is how New Yorkers compliment, man. You got to get used to this, man. We, we, Yo, you're, <laughs> you, you, like, you just. That's what it is. is. You, this is what you do. This is what. This tell, me doesn't look, like, tell me he doesn't look like he's in like Mike. Tell me he doesn't look like he's in the background <laughs> like oh Mike. Oh, my God. <laughs> Jesus. You went. 
you're you're trying to cop with the, you're like saying, "Yo, man, you're not Fruit Loops. You're just far out of far out fruits." That's what you're doing, like seriously. <laughs> nah, bro, he's like, Cheerios, Jesus. dude. He's not Fruit Loops. He's Cheerios, bro. And you always need Cheerios. Everyone yeah, needs Cheerios in their life. All right, all right. This is this is weird. we're sorry, Alec Burks, for any slander. You might just take this the wrong way. Oh my, my goodness, God! I love Alec Burks. <laughs> I know you love Alec Burks. I don't know if you're saying it right. <laughs> he gets me. He gets me. Okay, okay. Right. Let's let's move on. Let's move on from Alec Burks. We can come back to him later. Um, let's talk about some of these trade speculations I was moving on for. Mark Berman of the New York Post. Uh, as much as he likes to tweet out some interesting pot stirring uh, tweets, he likes to he does report some good information. Uh, and yeah. he said the New York Knicks are monitoring uh, Bradley Beal and uh, Victor Oladipo. So we discussed last week about Victor Oladipo. Uh, our listeners know how John and I feel about Oladipo. It's Price is Right fit with RJ. Eh, I don't. I don't know. I'm not really. It, it's all based on the price, really. Like, yeah. To, to bring Victor Oladipo. So Jay, before we move move on to Beal, which is a bigger topic, how do you feel about uh, Victor Oladipo on, on uh, and the Knicks potentially doing a trade for him? I pretty much exactly what you said. It's like, what's the price? Uh, you you would think it's a cheaper price than Beal. I'm not giving up. You know, a bunch of first and RJ, and I'm not doing that. Like. It has to be a, a, a steal for me, but you know we have Scott Perry in there, who's been on the Victor Oladipo train. He, he's been on every train. Everybody's ever drafted or brought into the NBA, he's tried to get. Here. <laughs> yep. So, shout um, out to Alfred Payton. <laughs> yeah, shout out to Alfred Payton. Exactly. Oh my God. Exactly. <laughs> so and see, people say, "Hey, you know, do you think uh, what trade do you think is possible?" I go, "Is Scott Perry still here?" I think. <laughs> I think Victor Oladipo is possible. I, I'm. It's. I know they're going to kick the tires on that. I mean, they, they kick the tires on 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 um Gordon. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So no one expected that. So I, I, I don't. I hope. I don't think we're gonna be. I, I don't think we're gonna like move the farm for him though. I don't think anything like that's going to happen. I think we're just gonna. I think we're concentrating on winning now. And I know Tom wants to win now, so I know he's pressuring these Knicks front office to get them get people here so i can see them trying to get old depot will it happen uh i don't think it will but you know i've been wrong before <laughs> hey I, I, we've all been wrong before but we uh we all also been right before too it goes but it goes both ways when you're <laughs> that when you're that's talking true about sports it goes both ways um yeah and he, you make a great point that he's a free agent i don't think we, i don't think they can sell the farm for for a free agent that would be insane yeah, it would be insane. Like the only way I think he would get here is if, you know, he's kind of telling his people on the Rockets, I'm not resigning here. And like, all right, cool. And then the price drops down a little bit and then we'll be able to make a move and then kind of try him out for a year because we still do have what I think 17 million in cap space here. So, uh, that's the only way I could kind of see that even happening. And, um, yeah, I'm not sure if they were willing to do it. I'm not even sure they're willing to do it. Yeah, I don't. I don't think the Knicks would be willing to do it. Like he's, as you said, your boy Ninja P, right? Like, yep. Ninja Ninja P is still here. So, Ninja P is uh, still here. <laughs> that's Scott Perry for those of you who don't know. Um, yeah. So, I mean, it's it's definitely possible. I mean, we've brought in so many of Scott Perry's guys. We brought in Mario Hazonia. We brought in yep. 
Alfred Payton. Like you, we brought in Moutier, yep. uh, which Ooh, was another guy yep. of his. So it wouldn't be so unlikely that uh, we bring in Victor Oladipo. I think the cost is just it's it's interesting because you know Houston wants something, even though they just got a haul from Brooklyn. Um, right. But they definitely, you know, we already know that Houston's open to the idea or might be actually trying to move Victor Oladipo right now because maybe he already said like, look, I'm. I'm not going to sign here, like re-sign here. So, and we all know, like, and, and you, you've been on the show with Ashley, uh, and, uh, CP where she, she's mentioned, uh, that Miami is like a destination for Victor Oladipo too. So I think the Knicks, like the front office is well connected now. Like we got worldwide West, we got Leon Rose. They're, they're definitely listening and talking to people and trying to figure it out. Scott Perry's still here. So he knows about this guy too. And I think they're, they're, they're testing the water, seeing like, all right, if we got Victor Oladipo in here, would he stay? Like, what, what's really on Oladipo's mind? And I think Houston's, like, in a situation where they can't – I think they know they can't get a lot. I think what you got to get is, like, probably, like, one first-rounder and some young uh, – young or uh, one or two young players. He doesn't fit with, uh, with Christian Wood, honestly. There's no way they're going to pay him and Christian Wood and John Wall. It just doesn't make sense to me. Yeah, no, I agree with you. And then it's like, what's this basketball fit here, too? You know, that's the other question. I agree. He's him and RJ are too similar to me. Yeah, they operate they the same spaces in the floor. Like they're both kind of like, uh, I want to be a mid range guy. So I, I, um, the only thing is, I do like having multiple playmakers because I do like his, his passing and I, I do like the way he draws fouls. So that's a plus. So it's, it's one of those things where you have you have a guy like Tibbs who could probably figure it out because he, you know he's still giving you twenty points. Right now, and you, if you make that trade, you're making that trade thinking that it can get back to the all-star victor, you know? You're, like, kind of, like, betting. But, um, but uh, yeah, like, the, the fit isn't supernatural to me, you know? I think it would be difficult. I think if you start making a move for Oladipo, you're also thinking – you got to think about RJ, too. Do you want RJ here for the future? Because I think RJ is going to develop into that – like. He said it like our, him and Oladipo and RJ operate in the same the same manner. Like I do like extra playmakers, but you know Depot needs the ball in his hand. Yeah, and so and he's a he's a isolation player. You know he right. likes to like try to like draw his guys out, get them off balance, and then either take it to the rack or go for his mid range. And I feel like that's what RJ is going to try and develop into as well. So having two guys who are going to need the ball in their hand, and God knows if Julius Randle's here or not either, right? Like. That's three guys who need the ball in their hands. Yeah, it gets, it gets messy. <laughs> and so there's only one, like, I know the joke is like, there's only one ball, and it's like, well, we saw CP3 and James Harden operate. We've seen, like, you know, guys like LeBron, Chris Bosh, D. Wade all operate together. But it's, it's we're talking about the same position. At least all those guys are, like, different positions. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. No, I get we're it. Talking, like, Depot is, like, he's... He's the same thing. He's like a small forward, shooting guard, does the same. Like, they're they're operating in the same – it's too much of the same space. You know, it was like even when we had talks about drafting uh, Okoro, you're like, well, isn't he kind of the same thing of what we want mm-hmm. RJ to be? So it's mm-hmm. like, do we want to overlap there too? So it's not a beautiful fit. That's where it's like if you talk about Bradley Beal, like an elite shooter. Yeah, like like that that's where it's... you're like that, – yeah, <laughs> that's why that makes sense. So let's talk about Beal right now. Um, monitoring him – that is going to cost the fuck. I does that mean anything? Right? Does that mean anything to you guys? Like, I've, I've been monitoring Beal for years. Like, does, does, that, does that mean anything to you guys, or is yeah. that just Berman saying stuff? I mean, uh, listen, I've been monitoring Beyonce and has yeah, exactly, yeah, <laughs> exactly. We've been monitoring everyone. 
<laughs> oh my god. I've been oh. monitoring Ben Simmons to the Knicks for, for weeks at this point. <laughs> that, that is a fact. I can't tell you how many times I get a text during the day. I, I'd be a rich man every single time John sends me a text during the day. We need Ben Simmons on this team. I'm like, all right, I get it. You know, ben Simmons and Deshaun Watson. I, I, that, that has to be like my good morning text to Alex every day. <laughs> Honestly, like it might as well like just get like gifts and like just cutouts <laughs> sent my way. Surprised man. I don't have a Valentine's box with these guys uh, on my doorstep from John. Um, oh man, but but you know like I, I I actually do take monitoring like in the NBA a little bit more like I, like I read it as like you know you monitor a situation you get like talks everyone's talking around the league it's it's not like I think the NBA is so different than like the NFL NHL baseball where like everyone's talking even execs behind doors like yeah we, we hear like there's no tampering but there's tampering like galore in the NBA it's like <laughs> like don't don't sell me that there's it's just like it's not like Magic Johnson like like in your face like magic john's like hey nah. come over here and now nah, like, you're right we, man we got world, listen we have worldwide west here right worldwide west he's he, he's known for like being in the underbelly and going behind the doors exactly. and behind the seat so i don't maybe this monitoring might be a little bit different this might be you know this might be something serious. i don't know do you not see how he's at every single game like dapping up like everyone like not just like the knicks it's like yeah good yeah. job guys and then he goes to the other team like hey how are you doing and it's like yo that's those are relationships those are very important and so when i hear monitoring you know i don't think about like uh steve mills monitoring like we're gonna get Malik uh, Malik Monk in here. It's like that's not monitoring. No, that's, that's not just, monitoring. That, that's just that's just like trade yeah. here. But <laughs> yeah. I think I, when I hear Worldwide West and Leon Rose monitoring somebody, I'm just like I think they're actually collecting assets and like they're getting the, like listening to the right people. Like, how's Bradley Beal feeling in Washington? Does he want exactly. to change the scenery? Does he want to come be successful? Like, do you think he's going to be this year? Do you think it's going to be next year? I think that's what we hear about monitoring and like. With, especially with these two guys who are like at the top of their game, like with Leon Rose, like being one of the top agents for CAA, mm-hmm. and you have Worldwide West, who's just like, you know, there's a whole GQ magic uh, like article about him. I still don't know what he did, like to be so <laughs> exactly. health, like, like highly connected in the NBA, but he's here. So <laughs> he's here. He's here. He does something, and he's here. He, he, look, they create a title for him. I don't know what that title means, but <laughs> he's he's doing his thing. So I hear it. I take it seriously. Do I? The question is, should we trade for Bill now? No, no absolutely not. We're, we're, we're not in the Absolutely position. not in Bill land. I I do not want to trade half our team. I know he's really good. He, he fits perfectly with our team, but he fits perfectly with our team. Like, if we trade him, we won't have a team for him to fit perfectly with. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think you straight facts. <laughs> I feel like, I, I feel like my whole life. Like, yeah, exactly. Exactly. No, you're right. And I feel like my uh, my whole life, ever since that mellow trade, I'm just fighting to not have another mellow trade. Yeah. I think every Knicks fan thinks that same way. It's like, is this a mellow trade all over again? <laughs> no, it, it, it's PTSD because we saw what happened. In, like, oh, this is, first of all, this is a mellow stand podcast. We love Carmelo Anthony on this podcast. All right. John and I, like, we went to college together. We, like, he got me back into watching the Knicks. I just remember in the dorm, he was like, He's like, yo, I like, I need Carmelo Anthony here. I need Carmelo Anthony here. And yeah, then, like, yeah, yeah. Mello happened. And it's like, we got Mello. We got like, Mello. Yeah, I'm coming. Yeah, it's like, yeah, it was but, it. It was, it was an event. <laughs> it was hyped. And, but the thing is, like, you saw the trade. You're like, what did we give up? <laughs> you're, yeah, it hurt. It was like, Wilson Chandler still hurts me inside, dude. <sighs> yeah. 
<laughs> Dude, we gave like we gave up Danilo Gallinari, we gave up yeah. Timothy Mozgov, we gave up Felton, who's having a good year with yeah. uh, with Amari. We gave up what four or five draft picks. Here. Like one of them became Jamal Murray, and it's like yeah, like we we gave up we gave up a lot, and we saw in the end like when Mel was here, we had like these stupid lineups. It was just like like legit didn't give him any help. Like like Alexi Sved, like I like the dude, yeah. but it's like it's not you know you're not we're not talking about. uh it's nothing sustainable. And like when we actually thought we had something like when D Rose's first stint, KP, you had Joakim Noah, like that was probably the closest thing we had to like a decent roster. But Absolutely. even still, even still, like it wasn't enough. And like we had to pace that all together. And from there, like we had, we've had these questionable rosters, just like, suspect, right. like, and, and, so. and metal liked New York too. So it was like, we sucked. Right. Melo was like, well, I like New York, so I'm committed. So I'm going to stay here. I don't think that's the same situation Bradley Bell will be. <laughs> I mean, his, his contract will be a couple of years. So like, that's the one thing he'll be here for like, I think it's 2023 when he expires or whatever. So yeah, but he's yeah. got that player option on 2022. So oh, I think it's the player option. So see, so yeah, it makes it dangerous. See that, that makes it dangerous. He, there's no allegiance for him to stay here. If we exactly to. like exactly, we have to be good. Have to. And, <laughs> No, JLS, you're exactly right. And like, when it comes to like, with someone with a player option, you trade all that for, and like, the team's not good still. Like, we see what he's doing in Washington. It's not. Yeah. He said exactly. We see what he's doing in Washington. So you need help. You, you just, you just need help. I, I, I'm definitely not doing it. I'm, I'm off the train. I'm off the train. I'm wait. I'm, I'd rather just wait, uh, uh, and, um, find a more affordable option at this point. Or maybe, you know, we have some draft picks coming up next year, man. Maybe we, we can, we can still make some noise. We still have mass certificate happening, even though they're starting to win a couple of games. <laughs> you know? This is this is growth. This is growth for Knicks Nation right here. Like not wanting to trade for the superstar and wanting to just wait it out or shop in the bargain section. Like that is growth. Yeah. Nah, we're, we're, nah. It is it is growth. Like this is so weird. Like a competent front office that drafted well. We got a steal of the draft quickly. Is definitely a steal of the draft. Absolutely. I will forever see the meme of like D plus CBS like mock draft <laughs> rating. Like that will that will go down in history as like Hell one of yeah. the worst takes uh, we've ever seen. And look, we're on the other end now. We're on the other end of like Finally. finding that guy, which is great. You know, shout out to Walt Perrin from Utah who Walt found Mitchell Perrin. Robinson. That was the and move. And Rudy Thank Gobert. You, Walt. <laughs> like, Best Walt since yeah. Disney. Thank you. <laughs> you know, like. <laughs> Best Walt since Disney. Uh, took a second to register. But yeah, him, <laughs> Kenny Payne, like they had the connection. And like Walt obviously liked him too to like agree with like the 25th pick. So mm-hmm. and moving around. So look, like. This is I, I want it. I want the two first rounders that we have this uh, for this upcoming draft. It, if it is stacked, like let's take advantage of this stacked draft. Like let's take advantage of some like young talented guys on rookie contracts. Yeah, giving it to somebody else. Like let's make that. Let's make that happen. Like if we can get Kay Cunningham, like uh, Kaminga, Jalen Suggs, BJ Boston, someone on a four five year deal on a rookie co- scale contract. Like yeah, absolutely. It just keeps the train going. It keeps the, the young talent train going. It keeps the flexibility going. Um, and it just it sustains our future, man. That's how you sustain a future for the New York Knicks. You get young, cheap talent, um, who you can have here for, you know, six, seven years on cheap contracts and build around those guys. And then when, you know, players come available, the more of those guys that you have, then you can actually make a move 
for those disgruntled stars later and not have a bare cover. Then, you know, that's that's the way you really have to do it. You know? Like the, the guys like the Celtics of the world who have all these picks, they were able to move players and still have more picks and, and guys in the cover because they had they developed players before. They have more talent and they were more in position to make the big moves. We're not in the position to make that big of a move right now, in my opinion. I, st- I still feel like we're, we're on in the ascension part, but until we draft well and then um, bring up those players in the draft, get their talent to a certain level, uh, we're not going to be able to like make moves for Bradley Bill and guys of that caliber who are disgruntled right now. It's, it's just going to set us backwards more than forwards, you know. Like if guys like mm-hmm. if guys like Knox and Frank Lukina and, and and players like that hit, and we have multiple of those guys, then if we lose one of those guys, it's not as hard. It is not as mm-hmm. hurt. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Because we we seemingly missed on some of these draft picks. Um, we finally hit. Yeah. And now we're like, yo, we, can we just keep this for now, please? Like, we we, we finally yeah, see exactly. the value in this currency. Mm-hmm. Like, can we finally keep some of this currency now? Exactly. I feel you. Exactly. I feel, but it doesn't it doesn't stop us from shopping in bargain sections, uh, like Alex was mentioning, like JJ Redick or even Lonzo Ball, dude. I, I I feel like we could, you know, do you, let me let me preface with this. Do you see us actually drafting two first round picks next year? Because I, I kind of don't. I don't. Me neither. I I only see one max, and yeah. it kind of falls into like the second round pick category for me, where like everyone was all upset about you know getting rid of DSJ in the second round pick. Like we're not, we have three second round picks. We're not, we're not drafting them. So like you know, and I I don't think we're drafting two first round picks next year. I think we're gonna package them and we we'll try to move up. Yeah, because- either that or for a player. Like if someone becomes available, a team who is like they're about to be on the decline, and they have a they have a big contract, and we have the space, like that's how I feel like it's going to be uh, finagled, personally. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, uh, what do you think about shopping? With, with that being said, what do you think uh, about like shopping in the bargaining section at this trade deadline for like a JJ Redick or Alonzo Ball? Okay, it always depends on the price, right? Like, um. It'll be interesting to get Alonzo Ball here. I'm not even gonna lie to you. It'll be that'll be interesting. But I'm for like I said, it's always it all depends on the price. Like I don't even know. Is he even an upgrade over Peyton? I honestly don't even know. Yeah, as much as I love Lonzo, and and that's what I'm going over. That's what I'm going over in my head. You know, I I will say I do feel more comfortable with Lonzo being you know giving up the ball more than Peyton. But I mean, also kind of recognize that Peyton, he used to pass a lot more last year. So I, I struggle with how much of this is Peyton and how much of this is Tom instructing him to shoot more. You know what I mean? Like, I'm like, you don't go for, you don't go from, you know, ha- having five triple doubles in a row to having like the least amount of assists in your career. Like, what's, what's happening there? So I'm, I'm kind of confused. On the direction. Um, now, with that being said, I do. I'm for some bargain basement trades, especially for some guys who're not gonna gonna be here. You know what I mean? Like guys like like I'm I'm you know I take my bullets for Frank too. I take my bullets for Frank. I take my bullets for uh, some of these guys. But if you're not tr- if you're not planning on resigning them, then I f- it might be best to move them so you can at least get something. Mm-hmm. So who's on that list? Frank Knox. I, I, no, I think it's Frank right now. I feel like Frank is on that list. Knox, uh, he's he's from Kentucky. He's staying. 
Um, also, <laughs> do you think so though? Because okay, so my my theory with that. Sorry to cut you off, but just my theory with the he's Kentucky, he's staying. Also, I feel like the Knicks want to portray. Hey, even if you're from Kentucky, we're gonna put you in the best position to win. So like. Even say say the Knicks aren't going to give you minutes. We'll put we'll bring you somewhere. We'll send you somewhere where you will get minutes. It's not like or just any other organization where you say it's quote unquote a business, and we'll just send you to Sacramento and not give a crap about you, and then you'll be out of the league in two years. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. So you think you're kind of giving giving him some favors type of thing? That's what, what I, that, yeah. That's why I think like even if we get nothing for him, they'll be like they'll send him to like Miami because they'll know he'll like fit on, on the Heat. You know what I mean? At yeah. the end of the day. But you know what? So we have time for him too. Like he, his contract isn't up. It's not, it's not like Frank. You know, Frank and BSJ, they were, um, they were drafted in the mm-hmm. same year. So we have mm-hmm. to make a decision on them. Knox, we still have time on. So I don't think they'll be as pressed to move Knox unless like a deal comes along where they're like, you know what? This guy can be a superstar player. Um, and he can benefit on his team. We're not sure about Knox being that guy. So I can move him. Like I can, that's the only reason I can see him being moved somewhere. You know what I mean? So. Like uh, Rivers, I, Rivers on that list. Hmm. Rivers. I definitely feel like Rivers is on that list as well, and, and you beat me to it. Like the way his contract is set up, it's cheap. It's uh, a team option for the first year. He has three year contract, ten million dollars. He's not playing well. He has a reputation of playing well um, in the playoffs. So I definitely feel like if there's somebody to be moved, Rivers might would be the guy. I think is going to be gone. Rivers and Frank. I can see like a Rivers and Frank for something. Um, by trade deadline, I can give, I can agree with that. I think, you know, just looking at the guys that we have on this team, guys that could be moved, right? Like, or who could not be back, <clears throat> guys that could be moved and not be back the following season. Like, we can look at like Alec Burks, Marilyn Noel. Uh, you got Alfred Payton. Uh, you got Reggie Bullock, Austin right. Rivers. Um, those are five guys right there. Uh, Frank Nilkina. So we got six. We got six guys who could potentially not be on this team uh, the following season. And For- it's all, you know, based on like how these guys perform, if they're right. contributing to this team. So, you know, the guys who I see moving this season, definitely I think Frank is going to get moved because I don't see, I don't see, I don't think this team like, I, I don't think this team like he's not, he, he is he's not their guy. Lines. If he's not Austin there, Rivers and Elfie Payton was thinking for that long and he didn't get any time, then he's not in the plans. Look, we're seeing Austin Rivers. Like, I know Frank is still injured right now. Like, he's still on the injury report. He has the like, COVID. He's doing, I think he's COVID protocol right now. Yeah, he's doing if the that's COVID true. protocol. That's what they told yeah. us. Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was a contract. He's got his tinfoil hat on. <laughs> so, uh, hey, we there are teams that do this type of stuff. You know, you got to create some reason so you can actually use that designation. Um you know, like if he's back, like when he comes back and it's still Austin Rivers coming off the bench, like in like garbage minutes, that right. says something. That says something completely right there. Like, like we're seeing Austin Rivers get in for garbage minutes. If Frank is back and we're still seeing Rivers get in for garbage minutes, then it's over. I like sadly, like, and I like Frank. I want Frank. I wanted Frank to succeed here. I think he got the short end of a stick of the season that ended so quickly last season because he was really starting to come on. But you know mm-hmm. what, like. I can't, I can't, I can't front on a new front office that like this is the second front office that did not draft him like under yeah. like so this like you, ha- I know you had I know man. you had yeah I know you had Mills here under Phil Jackson those were the guys who did it but I don't know if it was really Mills wasn't really the guy it was more so Jackson because he yeah, was Jackson's guy for so sure Mills yeah, Mills and Perry now you got Leon Rose and Perry so 
I like unfortunately I don't I think this is the end of the road for Frank and I think Frank is going to be a productive player in the league. I think he's going to get his minutes somewhere wherever that may be. Um in New Orleans? Get, for Alonzo. I, <laughs> I feel like you eat you. No, I think I I want I want I mean the, the the problem to be honest with you is I want Lonzo as a backup point guard. But yeah. I kind of want but I kind of want IQ to be the sixth man forever. And we got this whole IQ D Rose thing. So I don't really think Lonzo fits. But yeah. JJ Redick, JJ Redick really changes everything. If we can grab JJ Redick on this squad, I know he fits better in Brooklyn. I know he, like, that's a championship squad and he'd be, you know, perfect to go there. But if JJ Redick was hanging out on this team, like, popping threes or, like, even bothering the defense. Enough where they have to like worry about his screens or him popping off. I I think that we would. I I think we would gain so much if we had JJ Redick, even even if he doesn't show up on the stat sheet. You know what I mean? You know what it is though. Like, what minutes is he getting? I guess because we, we Tom likes his defensive guys. You know, so we we have um Alfred Payton. He's not going nowhere. We have Reggie Bullock. We saw he is not going. Go- Reggie Bullock is not going anywhere. Not going nowhere. You know. And <laughs> you think we're going to resign them? Huh? You think we're going to resign Bullock? Um, I'm just going to resign him. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I don't think it's out. I don't think it's out of the question. I don't think it's out of the question. I think it's okay. Open. I think I think when your team starts to win, and we're in the playoffs, and we haven't been there in, there in that long. Like, there's decisions to be made. I think all options are on the table. It's like, all right, what can I afford? Where can I upgrade? And if I can, if if he's affordable and he's been well doing well for us, I feel like they'll they'll bring certain certain those pieces back. Man, uh, the, I don't think anything's yeah. off the table. When I when I say that uh, Bullock's not going anywhere, I'm talking about for like this season. Like he came back from injury, he went back in. Yeah, it's too cheap. It's too minutes. cheap to yeah. It's too cheap, and the thing is like. The only way you move Bullock to get an asset in return, you're not making a lateral move. So, and right now, like JJ Reddick would be cool to get like a second rounder with JJ Reddick if you want to get an asset to then flip again, right? Like we accumulated all these second round picks to just really like move them, like be sweeteners and deals. And for JJ Reddick, like what are you giving up to get JJ Reddick? Like, are you giving up, like I think Schwinn posted this, right? Where it was like Alfred Payton, you gave up Austin Rivers, and right? Then, you get JJ Redick with a second rounder in return, and the money fits. But the question is, like, where does JJ Redick fit in then? Because he's not in the starting unit. Who's he going next to? You got Bullock there. So, like, unless you're cutting Bullock, and JJ is not necessarily the the, the defender like Bullock is, um, you know, yeah. he may be a better he may be a better shooter, but he's not shooting well that season. And you're paying him seventeen million to take up the cast space. And you want to get an asset in return? I don't. I'm not trying to get a second rounder and take up cap space. I'm trying to if like if I'm doing that, I want to get a first rounder and taking cap cap. Yeah, so, no, I got, I'm with you on that. I'm, I'm definitely. So like when, when I look at JJ Redick, you know, and when you start looking at like really like sitting down, like I thought like that could be possible, but the more I think about it, it's not possible yeah. because he's not going to replace Bullock. You're not taking you're not taking Burks out. He's not replacing IQ because you want IQ to be in there. He's not replacing D Rose. He's not replacing mm-hmm. Alfred Payton. So then, and he can't replace. Well, Payton would go. So, Payton would go in the trade, probably. He would go in the trade, but yeah. he's not. He, he's not a point guard, though. So like, yeah, exactly. gonna, So then you're gonna. You would have to ele- then elevate. It'd be Lonzo and D Rose. And yeah, and, but you have to pay. Then you have to pay Lonzo. And do you want to pay yeah. Lonzo? Yeah, that, like, uh, I don't that's know. Where, like, yeah. 
It's, and then my argument was also too like Elf Bane has no trade clause. Like why I don't understand why he would do, waive it to go to. Well, to, he go. Um, he can go. Yeah, he's from New. He's from Louisiana. Now I know he's from Louisiana, but he wants. He's been. He's been vocal about wanting to be in the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, you got Zion. It, it's you know, I feel like he's. Uh, if I'm a point guard and you have Zion Williamson on the other side, sign me up. You know what I mean? Like if, if I'm being traded and you're like you have to play with him, they yeah. have a pretty decent squad. Ingram is a beast. Yeah, but yeah, but they have a good team. But then they also have a lot of point guards too. Like that's another part of that. That's the issue. Yeah, yeah, that, that's yeah. why Lonzo's yeah. out. They have they, they have they have too many point guards. So to for for them to trade for another point guard just doesn't make sense to me. Yeah, like, right, so not, j- like look, we, we already see like Kyra starting to get some minutes too in New Orleans. You got Eric Bo- Eric Bledsoe has to start. You're not paying him to sit on the yeah. bench or come off the bench. So, like, but please, I don't want a, Eric Bledsoe though. Don't no don't go, bring that evil no on go. me. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't want Eric Bledsoe either. Um, I like what we have, and this is where you gotta be like, you know when. This is unfortunately we're now at that place where, like we're starting to see this team succeed. And you're like, I don't want Alfred Payne here, and it's like, don't ask for something you don't want because if you get Eric Bledsoe in return, you're really going to start like banging your head up against. Yeah, the he's, a, yeah. he's a better po- he's a better point guard. He's a better like, point than, guard. But he's a here. better point guard, but not in the squad. Okay, so f- find me, find me. I mean, little impromptu, but can you guys find me another point guard in the league? Or are you guys good with Alfred Payne for the rest of the season, even though we're not going to resign him? It's one of I'm those things where I don't. I, I, he's not my preferred point guard, but I got everyone's back on the Alfred train, Alex. You gotta put he's just, he's just putting him on a leash right now. Like as long as he's on a leash, I can stomach it. You know what I mean? Like if yeah. he's getting twenty minutes a game, if he's starting but getting twenty minutes a game, I can stomach it. It, it really to me, to for me, it's about Tom. So for me, it's more about Tom and less about Elf. Okay, <laughs> you know. Okay, that's yeah. fine. I, do you have some W colored glasses on? Like, do you just see the last two wins in your head, and you're like, "All right," even though because he didn't do anything amazing. You know what I mean? If, if those were losses, and Alfred didn't do anything amazing, would have been like, "Yo, we need a point guard. This is crazy." I am not on the Elf is the savior. I'm not one. I've been very vocal about starting IQ from day one. And I'm yeah. awesome. <laughs> so is Alex. <laughs> very, very, extremely vocal. Like preseason vocal. Like vocal, right? <laughs> so, I'm not an Elf Payton. No, I'm not a, like an Alfred Payton fan. I've been able to stomach him more recently, but I also know that that's because the, he's been able to get off on teams who don't have shot blockers. You know, that's so he's able to finish a little bit more. When those guys, when the shot blockers in the paint, uh, you don't see the 18 to 20 points a game. You, you start to see the struggle. And as long as um, Tom recognizes that, maybe the hook will be quicker. And you can get through the season without looking you know, crazy, you know, and not having Julius Randle being double teamed all the time and, ra- and just having being played zoned all the time. For sure. And here's my, and like, just to finish it off, like, I, I, like, I wanted, I wanted IQ to start because Peyton was like doing poorly, but I, like I said, I don't care if he starts. I, like, once again, if he plays most of the minutes and ends, that's fine. Give him, give Peyton like the Landry Field treatment under Mike Woodson, like five minutes. Go in, come out. Yo, JR, you're going in for the rest of the game. IQ, do the same thing. Um, but, you know, just just to finish up, like, for Eric Bledsoe, for anyone who's like, why would I want Eric Bledsoe? He has – he's getting paid $16 million this season, $18 million the next season. And then when his contract ends in 2023, he's getting $19 million. Like, that's too much to, like, for the cap for, like, if you want IQ to start. 2023. Like, 
Yeah. Oh my god, dude. Yeah. Like if you uh, want IQ to start, if you want IQ to start, like this is where I'm fine with like keeping Peyton for the year and like you know they already say we're going to re- they want to resign Derrick Rose. Maybe Peyton's not back. Maybe Derrick Rose is in the starting lineup with IQ. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Maybe those guys are together. Who knows? Like I'm wait like there's I know like the season like we're living like in the present like most of the time like as fans like game by game like what's happening but like future it's like look we're flexible with Peyton like after this year's done he doesn't have to be back same thing with Reggie Bullock once he's done he doesn't have to be back right you can sl- slide those two guys into the starting rotation now I know you say like what about Obi Toppin we got Julius Randle well maybe he needs another year to like maybe to, yeah maybe he needs another year to go play like play again he Obi, needs, Obi needs an offseason more than any human I've ever seen in my life <laughs> Damn. He needs an off season. He needs an off season. Come on, guys. Why can't it, it's fine? I, I I agree. He needs a couple of years. He, Obi I can't think, be in the starting I, lineup. Obi cannot start as power forward. Come on. I I mean I I agree. Like he's he doesn't no. have the most to be starting. <laughs> don't be not, don't 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 be acting like I'm crazy right now. No, Obi not, not crazy. Not, I, just, I just didn't like the spice you put on it. To be honest, with you. That's, what I, <laughs> that's fine. That's fine. That's fine. That's fine. <laughs> Because when you say someone needs an offseason, it's like, yo, this man's out of shape. Yeah, this man's not playing. No, like, my no, God. Just John, no, right? no, it, it's more, it, it, it's more, it's more just to like lower the expectations because the reality is Obi was a, you know, top pick and IQ was towards the end of the draft and IQ is a beast and we want him to start. And now Obi, we're just like looking at him like, what's up, dude? Like, what's going on? You know, you're supposed to be the guy. Like, look, look who's behind you. And sometimes it doesn't work out like that. Like, I, personally, my brother has been, you know, like chopping my ear off about this because I keep saying he is Amari Stoudemire. Even though Amari Stoudemire came out of high school and he was younger, mm-hmm. like Obi Toppin is older and he came out of Dayton, but they're the same exact raw player. Like they, they, they take weird shots and they never look like it's going in. Like they, they're, they're beasts in the paint. They're working on the pick and roll and they're, they need they need a center around them to be a prolific power forward. Like, that's just how I see Obi. Not, I mean, yeah, you're absolutely right. But I just, I just feel like, you know, that injury kind of set him back a little bit. And it did. It, it, yeah, and you're right. He needs an offseason. It was kind of weird for him to start the season game, you know, 15. <laughs> kind of. Yeah. I just, him, at, him at starter, like, freaks me out. Like, IQ at starter, I'm okay with. Obi at starting power forward, like, just sounds like a loss to me. I mean, some of the guys you'd have to go up with against would be like an Anthony Davis, and him and Anthony, that yeah. just sounds like a nightmare. Like, yeah. that, that yeah. matchup alone sounds like a, he would also have to face Giannis. That also sounds like a nightmare. Yeah. Um, so, like, I agree, like, he needs time. Like, as JL says, like, the the spice that you like to come in with, like, he needs an offseason. <laughs> like, yeah, he yo, does. This, come on. He does. Yo, this man's out of shape. And this man eating Oreos on a daily basis. Exactly. Get out of here. <laughs> but no, no, I never said Obi's out of shape. He just needs IQ, bro. He needs, he needs, a, he needs, a, he needs some. He needs some X's he and O's studies. He needs a point guard. He needs a point. Like, look, he needs a point guard. I will tattoo that on my forehead, Alex. He need, we need a point guard. Yeah, man. And he needs he, he needs teammates to know that he's going to pass on the ball too, because the other part of his game that gets lost is the passing. And he's been hitting mm-hmm. people with passes, and you know they just they just straight up drop him. Yo, they they just not look it. <laughs> Yo, Nerlens Noel, number one, number one uh, suspect in this. Absolutely. <laughs> Cause he's because he found him like in the paint a couple of times, like with some nice like in the air like passing, yeah. like, pretty passing. You're like, dude, that's like easy buckets. Like you got to catch that. So, yeah. Obi <laughs> needs time. He needs a point guard. He needs like a center who can also help. And like, let's keep in mind, like he played at Dayton where he was like the center. Like he's six nine. 
he's not really a center like in this league. He's a power forward, so he needs he needs a little bit more. Uh, he's got he's he's got something. To, he's got more to go on. You know what I mean? So yeah, we'll, yeah. we'll we'll get it to him. But yo, let's let's move on to the next section and uh, cut this up. Get this thing uh, wrapping up because my boy, you know. Fortunately, who, who someone has a wedding around here has to attend. Uh, <laughs> Yo, who does a COVID Valentine's wedding, bro? That's what I have to attend later. But that's not a big deal. That's not a big deal. No, let's let's keep it going. Let's keep it going, though. Let's keep it going. Um, we got we got the Westchester Knicks starting. They're two and one. Let's do a quick. Let's do. A let's quick go. Question. Let's go. They're doing well. Jared Harper's out with an ankle injury, even though he came off spicy hot. In the first game of the season. Talk about um, spicy. Yeesh. Yeah, for sure. Um, and then we got Miles Powell, who's like, who's hooping down there, just scoring the lights out. Oh, yeah. And we got Iggy, who was doing his thing, but didn't play the last two games because I think they're like, look, he may have to go back up. We don't want to kill him down here. And we already know what Iggy can do in the G League. We saw last season. So just quick topic, you know, let's, let's talk about the, the Westchester Knicks for a second. How are we feeling about, the, uh, I guess, not really the team. I mean, the team, I love the team. Like, I'd go to a game right now if it was, like, <laughs> yeah. back in uh, Westchester, <laughs> before, to be honest. I'll buy those 20 ticket, $20 tickets all day long, go sit up there, <laughs> cheap, watch the game. Uh, and for anyone who doesn't know, you can go to the carving station if you pay 50 bucks. All right? So they do feed you. They do feed you. There is a carving station. Um, all right. we got the number uh, one Westchester fan here. Yeah. You better believe it. <laughs> <laughs> Heineken. <laughs> give, me a, give me a Heineken and some ham and some turkey. I'll, I'll definitely go there. Uh, but they're playing well. I like what I'm seeing from all these guys. Uh, I, like they, this, they're obviously down there for a reason to develop. But is there any thoughts that you have about like either Miles Powell, Jared Harper, Iggy Bradstakis, or anyone else, uh, Jay? Oh, man. As far as Iggy goes, I don't know. It's like, I feel like he can drop 50 and he still is not going to get no burn over <laughs> Like, it just feels I like. I agree. It's, it's, it just seems like he, he killed the G League last year, too. And I don't know, man. It, it, it's just maybe it's the defense or the way he's not able to score on this level. But it just seems like that's a matter of a time. That's a matter of a time thing, too, for Iggy, man, unfortunately. Um as far as Jared Harper, Harper looks cool. You know what it is, man? These guys look really good in the G League. I'm, I'm, I'm not sure how it's going to translate into the NBA. Um, and I do know that Tom likes the big guards. We've all heard him say with Elf, he's a big guard. I like his defense. He's a big guard. I like his defense. So when I look at Harper, I'm thinking he's not going to get a chance either. So it's like... I, I know I'm starting. I'm starting to sound like a, a, a Nancy Ellis again, but <laughs> <laughs> no, like I hear you. Like I like what I see from Miles Powell, but like, look, Tom also worked with like Nate Robinson, so we know what we know. Tom likes <laughs> the bigger guards, and like even like I mean, was it D Rose? What was D Rose? Six three, six four. Mm-hmm. Powell's six two, so like he's not too far out of the yes, range. Powell is yes, the guy who might have a. I can see him like, well, can you play yeah. some defense if I train? Like, maybe. I mean, that was the issue with Miles Powell is his defense, you know. Exactly. Um, watching him at Seton Hall, it was, it was not pretty. The man was doing a little uh, James Harden, like, turnstile defense. But I think, right. that's, I think, that, I think he's not going to be a great defender. If you can make it passable, that's fine. Yeah. Uh, well, he was asked to do I, everything there, too, right? Like, he was asked to be, like, to be the, the – He was asked to be the everything. Guy. Yeah. yeah. No, he, he, he won scoring champ. Like, he – you know, he was asked to do everything. He was there for all four years. So 
He needs time. Uh, Jared Harper, I don't see it. I think it's just like an experiment, just like to have an asset uh, mm-hmm. in the G League. He's on a two-way contract, not take up any salary mm-hmm. cap. I like what he's. I like what he's showing. I mean, I like Harper. I'm not super like high on him. I'm more high on Miles Powell, but. You know, we haven't had so many guys come through the G League that have like transferred up to the Knicks. We've had Langston Galloway, we've had Trey Burke, yeah, as like the two most notable ones. Um, so maybe hope, hopefully Miles Powell can come up. And for Iggy, Iggy's Iggy is unfortunately a tweener uh, yeah. at the position that he plays. Mm-hmm. Um, he, you know, he could be a big guy in the G League. You know, even when we had Kenny Wooten, Kenny Wooten was playing center that six nine, which is like the issue of like bringing him up. It's like. He didn't have a face-up game. He's not really right. the guy who can bully down people in the paint. Like, he can block shots. He can dunk. Um, but it's like, if you like Obi Toppin, just remove, like, all of Obi's offense, and that's what you have out of, like, Kenny Wooten. And that's, there's no shade to Wooten. He just needed a lot of, like, he just yeah, needed a lot yeah. of work. He was Nerlens. He was Nerlens Noel. Yeah, he's essentially a mini, he's essentially yeah. a mini Nerlens Noel, which is, like, you can't do that in the NBA, you know? Yeah. Um, so, okay, question. Because I did see that he did have – did shoot some kind of um, fifteen footers. He Ooh. did. It it's 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 still a work in progress, honestly. Okay. Like in my opinion, uh, but he was asked to play center, but, you know, and he's a, he's more of a defender. He's known as a defender and a dunker more so than like a shooter. Like he I did mean, it once in a while, but he still was like working on his jump shot. Got it. it, was, it let me tell you something. When I I attended, I, I'm waiting for jump shots. So I was like, does he have a jump shot? I would see like Ivan Rob like take a jumper. I'm just like, okay, that's cool. I, you're you're not coming up to the. You're NBA. not going up. That's no chance. You're not. Come you are up. like yeah. you were. Uh, you were taken by Golden State. You're not coming up. I I, I'm, I feel it for you, man. Like I like what you're doing in the G League. I'm sorry. And then when I watch like uh, Wooten, I'm just like, can you shoot? I want to see you shoot. Like exactly. let's, let's see something. But yeah, yeah, yeah dude. I I. I JLS, I actually agree with you. Like uh, my my whole take on the G League, especially because I pay attention to the Westchester Knicks, is like I'm watching it and I have to like get off the the bandwagon or like the train because I don't know how they're gonna amount you know in the league. And Alex had to kind of walk me off a cliff uh, when I was watching uh, some Westchester Knicks stuff, and I was like, listen, I like these guys; they look amazing. But like after watching Kenny Wooten and like. <laughs> How is he not in the league? Like, you know, yeah. he was like, you know, like that, they, it bothered me so much to be like, how can these players like absolutely murder the G League? And then like, they can't even get a minute or if they do, they can't even literally get a contract or if they get a 10 day contract, they can't get a, you know, burn. Uh, so that stuff was, I, I, I agree with you, but like just on the Iggy stuff, he hasn't even been that, like, I've been watching this game so far, right? Cause Alex put me on the Westchester train. So I've been uh, I've been I've been pulling him up. Like Iggy hasn't been that good, man. Um, he, I know he he had, he had that injury. Uh, he he wasn't really efficient in the first game. He missed a ton of threes. I think he was like two for yeah. eight from three. Um, and then he got the injury. So he's like he's I, he's still kind of working. I know if, maybe if we have like some injuries, but you're right. I don't really see him coming through. Jared Harper played really well. Then he had the ankle injury. That wasn't great. Yeah. You know, um, but but Miles Powell, like he he's the type of guy though that that could thrive. Yeah. But I don't know. Like, okay, what about Alonzo Trier, guys? Like he had, you know, he he played well, and then like he came up and he like he exploded, and it's Alex's boy, but he's not good either. You know, like uh, you stop, you stop that right. All right, now we're going down this. All right, first of all, that we're out the cabinet. <laughs> all right, okay, here we go. 
reason for Alonzo Trier not being on the team, right, is because he liked tweets about R.J. Barrett not really considered like a good teammate, which is why he got stuck all the way down as the 15th man <laughs> on on this all team. Right. But why is he, he on any score. other NBA team, though? Because he likes like some said, tweets on the Knicks? It's just, I think, one, yeah, you want guys who can fit into the culture and, like, be a team player. Even, like, he showed that, like, at the end, like, rooting for guys. Like, he could score. Like, when he came in, like, come on, man. Like, we saw, like, against the Nets. We saw against the Hornets. This man is an easy triple threat. He yeah. doesn't play a lot of defense. Passing mm-hmm. is another issue. He can easily come in and score. Fine. He can, he's an NBA talent. That is legitimate. That is, he's a legitimate NBA talent. Cleveland wanted him. They want to reduce his, how much he was getting paid. He didn't want it. He wants to go earn it. That's why he's in the G League. It's not, it's not cause he's like terrible. It's more, it's really more so if he has to work on anything, it's like being like a team player more so than anything else and passing the ball and playing a little bit of defense. That's really it. I, I kind of agree with you there, man. I'm not, I'm not crapping on, on, on Trier. I do feel like he has the talent to be there. And, um, I guess it probably is attitude, man, because I just, it just, it just feels like how do you have that first year where people are saying you to steal one of the steals of the draft and then just completely fall off the cliff? Um, the talent's there, man. Like I, I, in the beginning of the season, I'm not going to lie. I did wonder how he would do with this crew with Kenny painting and these type of personalities who could kind of reel in a little bit of, of, you know, the sauciness from players, you know? <laughs> Yeah, and kind of bring them up and mm-hmm. kind of like mm-hmm. a father figure type of guy. Like I, I kind of wondered how he would, um, you know, I would thrive in this system with these guys. Yeah. I feel like he would been in a lot better if he was given some playing time with like T- Tibbs and Kenny Payne's and Johnny Bryan's. Like he can score. Like yeah, I I I I, I think it's I think you guys are overlooking his lack of defense a little bit. No, I'm not overlooking it. I'm no, just it's, not, it's, not, it's, not, it's not overlooking. It's like we legit saw this kid come in. If you can put up shots, that's one thing. But, like, you can't have a guy, like, you can't, like, it's not even like the, because he can play defense. And even when he came in those few games at the end of last season, he was playing defense. It's honest, I think it's more so of him just, like, you got to have a guy who's going to fit the culture. Like, he doesn't, he's unfortunately not that type of player that if he's, like, uh, like, a head case that they'll like still take on. And even yeah. teams today, they're still removing this. Look, who do we have? Uh, if the, if Porter he, Jr. Oh, if, Porter if, Jr. Yo, if, if Trier, if he had Trier skills with Theo Pinson's, um, uh, you know, <laughs> he would still yeah. be on the Knicks. <laughs> For sure. Or on He's any okay. other team. Like, that's the whole thing. It's not always on the Knicks. Cause like, why isn't he playing on like, Hold I on. don't know, the Minnesota Timberwolves. Like Where's they Kevin need a guard. Porter? Where's Kevin Porter Jr. though? Where is he? And he, we saw what he did in the locker room. Like, no one's picking him up because we see what he – like, you can't throw food, like, in a locker room. Although, I don't know why it's a big thing in Cleveland where everyone's just throwing food, whether it's Jay White or Jack So, like, close the cafeteria over there for a second. Facts, all right? They, they got to hold that down over there. But Kevin Porter Jr. is on a team right now. They cut him. They're like, yo, we're not – I don't think – I think teams are just like, we're not going to tolerate just players who are not going to fit a culture and be a team player. Like – there's a level of like you have to earn your way up. It's just not going to be given to you. And for Alonzo Trier, it's someone that I think he's just a player who thought it was deserving of him. Like, like he should be in the starting rotation. It's like, look, he probably liked the tweet because he's like, Alonzo Trier shoots better than like, cause he's like, I shoot better than RJ. Why am I not starting? And it's like, well, you're not like, don't worry about that. 
Worry about getting yourself up there. Don't worry. Don't. So like, I, I think you're overselling the. I think you're overselling the like of a tweet and underselling his presence on the basketball court. Uh, no. And I think that's, <laughs> I, I, I think I think that's evident from the league. Like, I, I, the Knicks aren't the only team in the league. Like, there's so then, other. There's 31 so then, so other then teams. Answer, answer me. How come no one picked Kevin Porter Jr. I, I don't. Think. I'm talking about Trier. But I don't know. Then, I don't know what's going on with Kevin you know Porter is, and throwing bro, food. I, I, I'm talking about Trier. You can't but even do like some man. Like, here's the thing about like leagues and players and if you get a job or not. Like sometimes, sometimes politics is a huge part of it. Like, dude, Melo hasn't Melo was wasn't even playing for a spell for a year. Like, it's it's, it's like there's politics in this league. Like people were telling us Melo was washed and Melo's not washed. Kevin Porter Jr. is a bucket who's on Cleveland, put in a lot of work, and they didn't like his attitude, and he got cut. Alonzo Trier wasn't in the league because he didn't like his attitude, and he's not in the league. It's not that he sucks. Like, like there, I think you, there is a legitimate aspect of like culture building in the team. Like, as much as we hate that word sometimes because it's overused, there's a legitimate piece of like, yo, we need like guys who want to play as a. This is a team sport. You got to support each other. If you want to crack the rotation, you got to earn it and you got to work for it. Alonzo Trier probably didn't have that. Attitude. That's why he was left. Cleveland wanted him. They wanted he. he they asked to resign him, like to negotiate the contract. He didn't want to. So he will probably. What about, be back okay. In the so NBA. what about what about the other thirty teams? Like I like, said, didn't Brooklyn want, want him? Didn't Brooklyn want him? And then Brooklyn is like this championship style team. Like why wouldn't he fit on Brooklyn? Like I why would it, why why wouldn't the Lakers get him? Why wouldn't the Clippers get him? Like if he was good, he wouldn't know, be in man. the G League. That's just my know. that's why my why opinion on him. That's I'll just keep saying. Why didn't no one pick up Melo for a year? I don't know, man. Yeah, but see, Melo. <laughs> why why why? I think that's a good example, but why it's not comparable is because Melo decides where he's going and at what time and with who. You know what, what? I mean? And he, oh yeah, my he, god, what? dude! He wanted to be on the Lakers. Pick up Jared Dudley. <laughs> yeah, what exactly? Stop. He, he, cut- wants, he okay. wanted to go to <laughs> Oh, come serious. on. Wait, you think that he didn't pick Portland? No. I think Portland. Melo did not pick Portland. Like, no, Portland wanted Melo for years, dog. Mello I know, him. yeah, yeah, yeah. They were recruiting him, but Melo picked Portland. Melo no. no. They they lost Trevor Ariza and then they're like, yo, we want Melo. They waited yeah. for an injury to come get him. They could have, if they wanted Melo so bad, they would have waved somebody. They didn't. You think Melo had no other choices except for Portland Trailblazers? Yes. Uh, yes. Okay, absolutely. I disagree. I disagree with that. Then how come he was? Okay, so why wasn't he sitting? I think he wanted to go play with. I think he wanted to go play with Dame and McCollum. Dude, he I went think that was his Houston. thing. He was. He wanted to play in Houston yeah. too with Chris Paul. Yeah, with Harden. Chris Hart. Yeah, exactly. I think he was moving around to he, he, he was pick, he was choosing where to go. Exactly. He okay, was in hold Houston on, John, John, with John, Harden and Chris I'm Paul. Let you know something because yeah. I listen, I listen to his podcast. Right, I listen to a Joe Budden podcast. Dane Leonard is on there all the time, and he was always talking mm-hmm. about how he always wanted Melo on his team. Like yeah, Melo never wanted to go to Portland. It, yeah. it, it, his career came to a, a crossroads where no one was looking at him, and then he and then he looked at Portland and was like, "All right, well, they want me." It seems like the time I'll try Portland. It wasn't just like he had all these teams. I mean, he wasn't like a superstar. He wasn't having a free, I, like. Don't get me wrong. He wasn't having a free agency rollout. But I, I don't think it was like Trier where he was just trying to find a job. I mean, I, I, that's to me, it's not. Compa- that's why it's not comparable. Did, did you? Where you Dude, he was here? trying to find a job though. Like that's the thing. Like he he couldn't. He he went on ESPN asking to come back in the league. Yeah, like, legit asking. Like don't you remember how he went on Stephen A. Smith? 
saying like here's my side of the story like I, there's, a, there's yeah a i think he was getting yeah he was getting he was getting i don't even know why we're on this tangent of of trier mellow but he was getting <laughs> he was getting he was getting rolled out by by mori because of his advanced stats and that's why he came out because everyone's talking about the advanced analytics on mellow and how he he was shooting too many shots that's what it was. So he came out and he was like, all these analytic people are talking about how Melo was washed. Melo was washed. He can't get on the court. And that's why he was coming out and defending it. And he, I, I, yes, I agree. He, he didn't have a thousand teams going to him. It wasn't like, oh my God, we need to get Melo. But as you said, all the teams that were in the playoffs or had an aspiration or had superstars like his boys in Houston or his boys in on the Blazers. Like you said, I, I actually listened to the same thing. Uh, with Dame Lillard talking about how he was recruiting him for like three straight summers, right? And then they finally was a, were uh, allowed to, I guess he finally obliged to come to them. But I don't think it was my. I guess my point is, is it's not like Trier. Like I, I, to me, that's not. It, 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 you're not to me. It's not I like think if you. I think if you watch a Trier and you think Trier can't score, like he legit. I did not say he cannot level. score. I did not say okay, he can't. So I, I said he can't. Player needs to score. We want to know who guys who can't play defense in the league. Jamal Crawford couldn't play defense in the league. Who will can't play defense in the league? Like these are guys who are like sub average defenders. Yeah, like, but they, Trier like, is not those guys. Obviously. But he, Okay, but you can't just walk into the NBA and just score. Like, if you're saying yeah. his defense, you're saying all these things. And all these things, like, we've seen players, like, who can just, like... I, I did not say one thing about bad at scoring. I just don't think he's good enough, a good enough defender to make a rotation in the NBA. And I don't think that's such that's a crazy thought. Of everything he just said. <laughs> that, yeah, that's, that's, that's... I know, you're, okay. saying, you're saying he's Jamal Moving Crawford. on, moving on. Wait, this is going wait, way too... Wait, I'm, going I'm contradicting? Go- yes! Yes! <laughs> you have all he cannot make a rotation. Or don't play defense. In the league, yeah, but he's not. Yeah, I, I don't think it's a. The I league don't is think about he's, offense. The league is not even he's about not on the level. Anymore. I don't think he even is on near the level of scoring of uh, Lou Williams or well, a Kemba Walker. Leave for half a season and take. No, he's not in the league. Okay, you're, you're, league. you're honestly wrong. You're right. You're yeah, right. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Move along. John's clearly wrong, but that's another story. So yeah, so you guys on. have you guys have Melo and Trier as the same, right? That's where we're going. No, I'm saying. No, here, we're talking about <laughs> oh, relationships, okay. bud. You Let me to, clean you, this there, up. What we're saying is, this is what I'm saying. When a narrative is built about you in the NBA from one team, it travels to other teams. The other teams believe that narrative, and then you will not be picked up. Now, True had a nar- might have a narrative that he's not a team player. Melo might have a narrative that his advanced stats doesn't make him a winning player. Both of those narratives got passed around the league. True or not, and then it was difficult for them to make teams. That's what I'm saying. 100%. And the thing is, like, the most relatable one is Kevin Porter Jr., someone who's a locker room problem. This kid is a bucket, and now he's, like, you can't tell me he's not a bucket, all right? When you have, when you're, when you have a true shooting of, what is it? Give me a second. Looking for uh, his true shooting numbers. The worst part about this true, is when you have a true yeah. shooting. When you have a true shooting of 53, 53 and a half in the NBA, and you're not on a team, and you're already past waivers, like what does that say? Like there's 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 a legit part of being a locker room presence. Like Theo Pinson will be that guy in the league because he's just a good locker room presence. He will not touch. He'll probably won't touch an NBA court for like like actual substantial minutes, but he's a guy that you want in the locker room who just is a glue guy. There's just people like that. It's like building like an actual corporation. This is a, this is too much. This is too much talk on Alonzo Trier. <laughs> but let's let's move on to the last thing. Let's review this. 
you know, let's, let's touch on this past week, predict the, fr- the upcoming week and let's get this thing going. So what do we all think about the, the, the previous week? I think like we got, we had two, we, we beat, uh, the Rockets lost to the heat twice. You know, I think we, we, JLS, you said it right on the post game. Julius Randle's performance is just becoming too normal where it's just kind of like we take it for granted. So, yeah, no one was so really like, <laughs> we really should acknowledge it. Um, but the thing that I guess that's most concerning is RJ Barrett because it looks like, you know, his knee looks a little injured. He's got the tape on it. He right. hasn't necessarily been scoring a lot. So, guys, are we worried about RJ Barrett? Long term, I'm not worried about RJ Barrett at all. He's a gamer. He's a guy who works hard. I don't know what's wrong with him. I don't know if it's a knee thing. Um, but I just know, you know, he's going to go on another streak where everybody's going to be right on his jock again. So I'm just waiting for that train to come again, man. Because before that Brooklyn game, everybody was like, oh, he's a bust, trader, woo. And then he ran off 12 games where he was averaging like, what, 20 points. Uh, I think he shot over 40% from three, 50% from the field for like a 12-game stretch. And... Everybody was like, oh, RJ's the man. RJ's so good. Like he, he played, he, he played, you know, head to head with Kawhi Leonard, the Clippers, and like all that just happened. But everybody's forgetting about that already. Um, RJ is going to be fine. I'm not worried about RJ Barrett at all. Uh, it's, 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 it, when it gets right, he gets right. He'll get his minutes back. He'll close again. Uh, he'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, I agree with you, Jalos. What do you think about it, John? Yeah, I, I agree. I'm not worried about RJ at all. I think the RJ G League people are insane. Um, but he, he really reminds me of Oladipo. So the only thing that really worries me about RJ is I still don't know what kind of team Oladipo fits on. Maybe Miami? So I guess if we could have like a Miami type of offense around RJ, you know, like I'm just not sure what he needs. Obviously, he needs a starting point guard, but like. I just feel like he's in the Oladipo zone where I'm just, like, does he want to handle the ball? Does he want to be off the ball? He can do both decently well. Um, if he just fixes his mid-range shot, like if he just goes like 50% in the mid-range or 60% in the mid-range and then like does his whatever 30% from the three-point, I think he, um, I think he's going to be a really high mid-level player in this league for a long time. Yeah, and I think he's going to get there. He's been, you know, before that little stint when he went well, he's played well in mid-range. He was better at getting to his spots more. He wasn't just trying to, you know, dive into into the lanes carelessly. Um, so I think he'll be fine, man. I think another part of, of what's happening, too, is because of that stretch, people are keying in on his spots, too. So it might be hard for him to get that that um, mid range off as clean as before, but then that's when you can get to the, to the hole more or, or rely on the three more. So, but I think he'll be fine. Definitely be fine. I, I agree. He'll, he's going to be fine. You know, it's second year player. He's you know, it seems like he's going through like a little knee injury right now. So maybe that's slowing him down a bit and trying to get into rhythm with like a little pain. So he'll be fine. He'll get back into it. Um, he's just grinding it out, and he's still doing good things on the floor too you know he's still having a good four game whether it's grabbing boards getting assists and so forth so nothing to worry about there do, I think, do you like him on ball or off ball i think he can do both it's, so it's, it's it's fine he can go on and off like you want him as a is he missing he also, is he missing a point guard or like you think he's good with like a off ball alfred payton point guard and him like kind of like playing point because like i feel like that's where that's where the issue is like coming in where he's he doesn't have like an established role 
Uh, I think he could be more like of a Jalen Brown where you can go on and off ball, like that type of situation where you do have a point mm-hmm. guard who's like someone like Kemba Walker. But it's, you know, he's going to have to learn to do – if you're going to have RJ as like the fa- the piece, right, the guy who's going to lead this team, like he's going to have to do – he's going to have to be able to play on ball and off ball. Same thing like when you watch any team, like Kevin Durant can play on and off ball. You have uh, Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown can play on and off ball. Pascal Siakam can play on and off ball. So RJ Barrett's going to have to play on and off ball. And yeah. there's not necessarily one who's going to be – if he's going to be – he might be a better – he might be a better off ball. He's usually – no, he's. Be- I know he's better on ball because he likes to have the ball in his hand. He likes to attack and all that, uh, all that uh, jazz. Yeah. But you know, I mean, he's got to learn to do all, do it all. So he's got to be. He's got to be a switchblade, and that's that's how you. That's how you become like a true foundational player. Is if you're a switchblade. So he's just gonna yeah. get to it. It's just growing pains. So <laughs> yeah, that's why I wanted it. IQ to start, especially in the beginning of the year, because of, of that uh, one thing that he's talking about. Because you know, you know, Alfred never passed the ball to. To RJ at all, really. I think he passed the ball once to him yesterday, which was great. I was like, <laughs> just like, oh, he caught RJ for a cut. Wow, it was like, it was amazing. But you know, <laughs> you can still hear you can still hear RJ clapping for the ball in the corner. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I love the Jalen Brown comparison. That's a good one. That's a that's a uh, good way. That's a good. It's a good player for him to thrive to be, especially on the defense too. Um. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I like just overall, I'm not worried about RJ. I think another player I do want to talk about, it seems like Obi Top. I know we talked about Obi again, a little bit more comfortable, especially with the D Rose trade. So I like how Obi is like slowly coming along. It seems like he's able to find his game. Taj even found him like against Miami too for like an open dunk. Um, I like how Obi's showing, showing out. Uh, IQ looks to be even like he's, he's starting to get comfortable with D Rose. This whole, the whole team is like just starting to gel. I mean, we, we pretty much talked about it throughout the entire pod, but. RJ was probably the more, more key player to talk about, and we already discussed Mitch. So, mm-hmm. if anyone else got anything else to discuss about these guys? Anything else you want to bring up from this past week? I'm so happy that we didn't get Westbrook. Uh, and John yeah. John yeah, Wall still it. John Wall still got it. He that does that bullet. Yeah. What's Wall wrong with the Heat? They need Goran uh, Dragic. What's wrong with the Heat? They need Goran Dragic. I know they beat us twice, but they need Goran Dragic. They just got healthy. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, he, they yeah. yeah. So like they need him. I mean, he he opens the floor up with his shooting. So yeah. But yo, the Rockets are low key a defensive team too. They're low key good on defense, and we yeah, killed them. That's important for the Knicks. Like that's yeah, it's, but they're also missing. They're missing Christian Wood and Victor yeah. people. So that's that's, that's true. It's not the same two defenders that they just dropped. True. Yeah, that's true. Okay, which, fair. Which is why they had to take that game yesterday. If they didn't, that'd be like the Knicks. The Knicks of old. Um, exactly. Fair. So let's move into this upcoming week. Then we got. This week, we got the Hawks on Monday. We got the Magic on Wednesday, the Spurs on Saturday, and the Wolves on Sunday. Now, John and I covered the Hawks game in the last podcast. We both got the Knicks beating them uh, just because, you know, they're streaky shooters. The team itself is just kind of like up and yeah. down. You never know what you're going to get. So, JLS, I know you were on last week, but what do you predict for that game? Just so the the listeners can get it, even though this uh, I'm 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 going I'm going right with you. I'm predicting a win. Uh, I I will say it it is tougher to beat a team a second time because we did beat them before, mm-hmm. but um, I'm still thinking you know our bench is a little stronger. Uh, we have uh, we we're missing Mitch though. We're missing Mitch, but I still think we're going to win this game, man. I can't see us losing this one. I agree. I agree. Um, John, are you stick? Are you sticking with it, or are you changing it? 
Yeah, the Mitch thing is tough, but DeAndre Hunter uh, is out too, right? They have a bunch of injuries in Atlanta. Is Cam, is Cam Reddish playing? Uh, I know he played yesterday, but I I, I don't know if he's going to be playing on Monday. They have they have enough injuries where I'm sort of I could like bypass the the Mitch for for one more game. And JL is you're totally right. This is the this is the lull of the schedule. Like if there is any point in time for Mitch to get hurt, like it's yeah. perfect. It's now. And if Obi needs to get time, it's against this young Hawks team. Like yeah. could, I feel like Obi could play well against this team. Absolutely. Get his confidence up. Get his minutes up, man. Stop this 10 minutes a game stuff. Get him up to, to, to he, he played 15, almost 15 yesterday. Right. Um, and yep. it was garbage time. He, that should have been 20. You know what I mean? Yes. Like that should be 20. Get, especially when he's starting to play well. Like if he's starting to play well, especially leave him in there, man. Like he's getting his feet wet. You're starting to see the post game come alive. Like let's, 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 let's get this man some minutes. Facts. Yeah, Facts. beating the Hawks is all about make, causing turnovers, and we're the, we have the second highest defensive rating in the league, Alex. If I if if I may say so myself, and so yeah. if we can if we could get them to cause turnovers, and then the offense flows from there, like that big smile on Kevin Knox's face when he comes in the game, gets a turnover, and then gets a bucket. He's like, oh, that's all I have to do? Just play play some defense. Yeah. Yeah, no, I think uh, I think these are all fair points about the Hawks. We should definitely win this one. But let's look at the next three games, and let's get this. So, like I said, we got the Magic on Wednesday, Spurs on Saturday, Wolves on Sunday. So, Jay, I'll let you go first. What are you predicting for the rest of the week? So, you got the Hawks winning, so you, we all got that one on, on Monday. But for this, are we going – how are you feeling? you going – We're beating the Magic. One, Come on, man. <laughs> right. We all better. Right. We better. They have so many injuries, dude. They don't have a point guard. Yeah, no, nah, they literally do not have a point guard. They're all out. I know. So, I think Cole has been playing a little better though. I, I, oh, he's out. He was he was injured. Oh, Cole's like, out. He literally, yeah. yeah, like he literally did not play last game. So I don't know if they're going to be back by Wednesday. But like wow. last last game, the Magic had no point guard, and Aaron Gordon's out. I mean, Vucevic could even get his annual fifty on us, and and we'd still should be okay. Oh, all that's right. the win. So, yeah, then that's two. That's two games. Then that's a two. We're the Spurs is the only one that's like like a scratcher to me. You know. Yeah, so we're out, so just saying, like if they've been if they win these two games, they're on a four game winning streak. They come in Saturday playing the Spurs. We haven't gotten right? four yet this whole year. No, we haven't. So that'd be yeah. that'd be a first. Um, so now we got the Spurs on Saturday. This is really going to be a chess match, in my opinion, between Pop and Tibbs. So I still don't like the matchup. I think we're going to lose this one. I feel like this is the game where just like. You come back down, like losing like a close one. So I got I got the Knicks taking the L just because I think when you have like I know they're not we're not talking about like the prime of like LA and like DeRozan, but still like the Spurs are just deep enough where they can just they can just take like they can win these type of games, like even with us playing so well. What do you what do you guys feel? I kind of, I, I'm with you. I'm, I'm, DeRozan, and I feel like you know what it is too with this team. Like you said, man, we show up, we play up to teams like this, man. Yep, we do, we play up to the better teams. So I feel like we might show up for, for sure, and it's going to be close. But um, it worries me that it's a matinee Saturday. 
I, I feel like we've been we've doing, been doing well on matinees. Well yeah. This 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 year we've been all right on the weekend. We've been man, yeah, we've been hitting we've been hitting on the matinees. What Knicks versus, and they're coming to they coming to New York, huh? Yeah, yeah. Mm. So the interesting thing is we're we're just jumping to Orlando for that right after. The, that, that's the one thing that weirds me out personally about the Orlando game. Like I know they're injured. I know this and that, but we're just like flying out for that one random Orlando game and then flying back for San Antonio. I don't know. It just it just feels off to me. You know what I mean? And and Vucevic is their best player, and that's but our so biggest. There's so much weakness. time before that. This is the the Magic game is a Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The the the, um, the Spurs game Spurs is, is Saturday. Saturday at one. Yeah. So the Spurs are on this. Uh, the Spurs are on this. Uh, this crazy. Road trip themselves. If that changes anything for you, that actually does change a lot. I feel I'm. I don't know. I'm starting to feel a little. I'm being Homer. Is this is going to be a first four game win streak? Well, so they're five. in. So they're the Spurs. They get, they, it'd be it'd be five if they make it to the Spurs. If they beat the Spurs, yeah. If, if we beat the Spurs, we we gain five, right? We all agree so this, that. Yeah. So the Spurs are in Charlotte. Uh, today and then they're in Detroit on Tuesday, in Cleveland on Wednesday, and then in New York on Saturday. So they're off from Wednesday as well, but they're on the road the whole time. Hmm. It's a good I, game. I'm say, I don't know. I'm gonna say loss, yo. All right. I think I'm gonna say loss. What about so it, the, the, you got the Wolves on Sunday? You gonna, that we gonna split those? Win. That should be a win. <laughs> Yeah, we, we have you guys. You guys just get the Knicks four wins after we just had three straight. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think I think we're gonna play. To, I think we're actually gonna. I think we're gonna beat the teams we're supposed to. I think. <laughs> My thing All right, so like, you got three and four. Yeah. You got and the only loss is the Spurs. Losses the Spurs. Three, Even though it's a back to back, we've been okay on back to backs lately. You know, and the Wolves aren't aren't that. So yeah, we're fine. Uh. We, Oh, it's a back-to-back too. Yeah, exactly. No, Mitch, dude. I mean, we just won a back-to-back, so like, I know like we're playing two teams that were like down players. It's so hard the to get a read on this the, team. I know the Magic are down players. That's the that's the one thing. So, oh man. So then, should the Spurs be the game? Are we sure we're going to beat the Hawks? <laughs> 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 It's going to be hard to say the Knicks win all these games. <laughs> I'm not that bullish. Oof. All right. I'm going win, win, loss, win. I'm doing it, man. Lock me in. Uh, all right. Honestly, me too. Uh, even though the Wolves the wolves are going to be scary, but if we lose to the Spurs, we have to beat the Wolves. Especially because Tibbs yeah. is going to have that revenge on his mind. Tim Wolves coming to they town. They got to do it for Tibbs, man. There heroes. You just, yeah, heroes. Man. You just put it in my head. They got to do it for Tibbs. So I'm going. Yeah, and Tibbs, like, number one, they're, they're like losing, losing. You know what I mean? They are <laughs> yeah. terrible. Cat's back, though. Cat's back. Oh, Cat's back. Oh, okay. Huh. That's the one know. bad I've... thing. That's the one bad thing on our whole schedule. Like, everybody's out in every single game. Uh, even LaMarcus Aldridge is still out, but we got Cat coming back for the Wolves. Yeah. Wolves will still allow us to score. We got a good defense. Yeah. Randall's going to abuse. Yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm, look forward I'm... to Randall, Randall and Burks in, in, in some of these games. I feel like they're going to be really important. For some reason, especially in like the Hawks game, Burks feel like he. I think he's gonna have to play. Uh, he's gonna be on Bogdan. Whoever plays Bogdanovich, dude, that guy is unbelievable. We just have to guard him. 
every Hawks game I watch, they just rain threes, and I'm worried about they they could run us out of the gym. So I'm a, I'm just a little tiny bit now worried about the Hawks. <laughs> All right, yeah, I yeah I got I got three and one. I think I think it's the Spurs that's gonna to be that game. Unfortunately, I mean I hope I hope I'm wrong and they win every single game, but that'd be dope. It's kind of I I. I I can't. I, I don't think it could be that bullish. I don't think it could be that bullish where they're going on a crazy like long win streak. If they do, especially without Mitch, you know, I think the Spurs are going to take advantage of us without Mitch. Um, All right. Well, that sells um, it. We're only going to win the Spurs game and lose to the Hawks, Magic, and Timberwolves, right? Because that's the exact opposite of what we all have. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the Knicks are going to do yep. exactly that. Yep, so. exactly. All right. Well, that covers it up for the Knicks portion of this podcast. Let's take a quick break then, and then come back for the etc. And we're back from the break for the et cetera portion. John, what's for et cetera? What's up, Alex? For et cetera today, we, as, as always, we ride with the NBA on TNT. Uh, we got the Tuesday Night Basketball. We got the Pellies, the very interesting Pelicans, uh, who, we, who we always be talking about, versus the Grizzlies, a little Williamson versus Ja Morant action, 730. What do you guys got? JLs, go ahead. Man, this is a tough one, man, because they're both kind of like in that same wind range. Uh, kind of cool. Get the job versus Zion matchup. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like they're kind of both struggling lately. I'm going to go. Dude, Memphis was up a bazillion on the Lakers. I have no idea how they dropped that game. <laughs> yeah. Just... They're up 11 2 and then like 22 4. I have no idea how they <laughs> lost. It's crazy. Oh, man. You know what? I'm going to go with Grizz. I'm just going to go with Grizz. I just like... Me too. I just like Ja. I just like yeah. the Ja's playing, and I feel like Stan is going to mess it up. And <laughs> mess up the, <laughs> mess it up and mess up the rotations and stuff. So I'm just going to go with Ja. I'm going to go with Ja and the Grizzlies now on this one. All right. All right. I think for, for me, I'm definitely going to go with uh, the Grizzlies as well. I think they're just the better team when it comes between them and the Pelicans. I think we're going to see the number one and the number two pick going against each other with Zion Williamson going against John Morant. But I like what the Grizzlies got going on. Uh, they're more they're deeper into the standings to make that playoff push. Um, I like them. I think they just have a well-rounded team, and especially with all the young guys too. You know, they got. Um, I know Triple J is not back yet, but they got. <laughs> they are actually going to get uh, what's his name back. Uh, he was on. He was on the Heat. Who, what's his name? Uh, uh, Winslow. Justice Winslow is going to be coming back soon. Um, I know they also got uh, who is it? Uh, Bane that everyone wanted as well. So, team is interesting for me. I got them being the Pelicans, even though the Pelicans do have a good amount of talent as well. All right. Yeah, I I, I agree, dude. I, I really like this Grizzlies team, and especially when JJJ comes back, a little Jaron Jackson Jr. action. I think they're going to be like a legit squad. Um, and the Pelicans are broken. Like as we as we were talking about, we we're sitting here trying to pick players from their team because they got too many point guards, which means they have no point guard. You got JJ Redick, who was pissed off about the Pelicans. Uh, from day one, he's like, I have to come in here and like run drills. He's like, I'm not trying to run drills, which is another thing that worries me about JJ Redick. Like, if he's not trying to practice, I don't know if he's gonna last too long. <laughs> <laughs> like with Tibbs, like Tibbs That's gonna be like, dude, you're, you're too much like Austin Rivers. Like, I don't know what you're doing. Yeah, I mean, JJ probably just wants to run his podcast, drink some wine. <laughs> he's Quality. at the he's at the end he's at the uh, he's getting closing out of his career. Man, he's like what 36, 37. So mm-hmm. gotta, I just hope he doesn't go to the Lakers so I can root for him still. But we'll see. 
So the second game, Alex's favorite team, we got the Brooklyn Nets and the right. Phoenix Suns. Shut wow. this down, all right? Stop it. <laughs> wow. Uh, um, yo, they've been actually, unfortunately, they've been doing pretty well. Uh, last night, they did pretty good with KD coming back on his first game, uh, all three of them. Um, the sto- a, a weird story came out where, huh, shocker, where Kyrie said to Harden, that Kyrie's going to be the shooting guard and Harden's going to be the point guard. Honestly, if they do that, <laughs> like if they actually do do that, like that's going to work pretty well. That kind of makes me a little bit nervous because uh, they're a division foe. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, that, like they, they looked really in that role. That actually works better. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. I, I, I did not like it. It was too good of an idea. Um, but they're, they are, their depth is still an issue, um, and their centers are an issue. Shocker that DeAndre Jordan's not working out, and they lost Jared Allen. Um, but what do you guys think of uh, Nets at Suns in this doubleheader? I don't know if it's pure net hate. <laughs> <laughs> lean into it, Jalus. Or is it just that, you know... Chris Paul and those guys are serious. They just won, you know, they won five in a row. There's something budding over there. And, you know, they play defense over there, too. So, yeah, D-Book is back, too. He was out for a little bit. Yeah, exactly. So, I do feel like Phoenix can win. It's just, it's, it's just so much. It's like the Nets are just talented, so anything can happen. <laughs> yeah, yeah I like sure. Phoenix in this game for uh, because they play defense. <laughs> like, yeah. that, that is literally the answer for me. Like, it's, exactly. it's very it's simple. And Chris will yell at you if you don't play defense. So oh, that's Chris will rip you a new one on the court if you're not doing something right. So I'm oh, man. I wish I he was with us. I wish he was with us, Alex. Damn. Remember? Know, Remember those off seasons when we were trading for Chris Paul every day? Oh. <laughs> Dude, him. I mean, we got D Rose, so we got a mentor in the building, so I'll take it. Um Yeah, that's true. Uh I I like CP three, Phoenix Suns, Devin Booker, uh DeAndre Ayton, even though I'm not really one of his uh, biggest fans, I still like. I think Ayton's coming along well. Mikhail Bridges, I just like that team, man. I like. I think the Suns are a well balanced team, um, so that I got them winning, especially since they're going to be home too, and Brooklyn Brooklyn has to travel. Yeah, okay, I'm with that, and of course we all want our division foes to win. It has nothing to do with the with the hate for the city. It's just you know they're in our division. We have to hate them. That's just that's just yeah. in the rule book. Yeah, on uh, yeah, and uh, on Nick of Time show, we call them the Brooklyn Paint Jobs. That's what we, that's how we call them. I like that. Yeah, yeah, we call them the Brooklyn Paint Jobs because you know they're not really from Brooklyn, really. You know, they just kind of painted over to New Jersey. Okay, Change it from blue to black, and there you have it. It's like uh, same same team, yeah, Brooklyn same Paint team. Jobs. Yeah. The only the, the, my my positive take. I know you think I'm negative, JL. So after this pod, but I'm not. I promise you. I'm usually, what do you mean? <laughs> but my the, we just have to weather the storm. We just have to weather the storm because, like, in two three years, the Brooklyn Nets have literally no more draft picks. They're gonna have no more players. So we just have to weather the storm, dude. It's just like two three oh, years. Yeah. If we can get over the hump, if they, if we can escape, honestly, with one ring. If they get one ring over the next four or five years, I'd call that a win. But I really oh, hope they get yeah. no. If they get no win, no rings would be immaculate. No, I agree with you, man. I mean, you have to weather the storm, man. While we're incubating this, there's going to be other teams killing each other. 
farting it out. We just got to kind of, you know, sign up players you need to keep our flexibility and we'll be fine, you know. So, you know, we got the Golden State. They can, they're can they tapering a little bit with the injuries. LeBron, I don't know. I don't know. LeBron is an X factor. I don't know. He might. Jesus. He might be He might be one year from retiring for the next 10 years. I don't know what's going to happen with this guy. Like, <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I don't mean, know. let's call it. Let's call it. Like we have you on the pod. Do you, you got the Lakers winning uh, the chip? Because I think I do at this point. <sighs> I think, yo, the injury with Davis is weird right now. But it's like, like. Is he just load managing, though? Maybe. But I think I have the Lakers, man. And it's weird. It's weird because I would never really root for them. But now that so what's happening here, I'm just like, you know what? We're here. Yeah, you guys enjoy. Yeah, we're, we're having a good time now. Exactly. <laughs> we don't have to hate anymore. <laughs> yeah. I almost see feel sacrilege for me to even want them to win. But no, I now, now we're here. I, now I we're said, here. I said, I said, I said not too long ago, like what? Let the Lakers win. Let them beat the Brooklyn Nets because the Nets are going to make it. Like, there's no way they can't make it with these three guys. Like, if the, if they don't make it to the finals with these three guys, they're yo. not. They're not. If they see the Heat, be- if they see a rejuvenated Heat team in the playoffs, I do think you, this Brooklyn team could be like a reju- like a rejuvenated Nets team, like with all their chemistry working like it did yesterday, and like a last year's Heat team, but a little bit better. Do you think that who do you think would take that in a seven game series? Nets. I like as much as really? I really see I I think that it's all about man. I'm curious I'm really curious to see how you know Nash and these guys adjust to Exactly like defense in a seven game series, right? Like I don't know yeah. I don't I don't know if they could be able to do it. Like they have to at least play like kind of middle of the road defense, right? Or is it the offense that like or the Nets bottom have to play defense? Like what like what's this? They got to make it a transition game. Brooklyn plays a transition game. Every time I throw on Yes Network, uh, all I'm watching is transition basketball. Whenever it's the half court, it's just KD pulling up, and it goes in. But, like, how long can you sustain that in the playoffs? That's, I know we're going on a tangent, but that's my question. I think I think it's definitely sustainable. I think for I think the Nets, it's a lot of firepower to, like, hold down. Who are you, you're telling me Goran Dragic, Kendrick Nunn's going to stop Kyrie? Okay, then now who's yeah. going to stop? Who's going to uh, stop it, Kevin Durant? Is Bam Adebayo going to stop Kevin Durant? Like from I mean, like, he, not, he, he, he can he, hang out, he, hang out with him. You, <laughs> you don't stop these guys. You try to contain, but the and then who's going to contain? Like I get Jimmy, Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler on James Harden is probably the 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 marquee matchup of that. Yeah, like yeah. That, that team. But like that's what I'm saying. They match even, up well. Even Jimmy, even Jimmy wouldn't shut down Harden. Harden's still going to get his shots. And if it's not Harden, it's like all right, KD, go to work. Like KD. Yeah, I'm going at it. Like, come on. Like, I feel like this is just like, and it's like anything can happen. The Heat do it. The Heat could do it. I'd love to see that too. Like, it's not that I want the next one. I just think it's a lot of firepower to like. Are we out hold on the bus? Down. <sighs> I don't take them seriously. No, I, <laughs> I, I, Giannis is my guy. I just can't. T- the Mike Greek, the, the Greek connection. The Mike Boonholzer has not <laughs> done that. T- he has done it good enough. Yeah, like get him to the playoffs, but it's like, man, just you want to talk about no adjustments? That is a team with no adjustments. Yeah, you want to talk, no, like, you're if right. You're, if you're angry at Tom Thibodeau for not yeah, changing right. life, talk about going into the into the playoffs doing the same routine, and everyone's like, yo, man, like sixty, like eighty-two game season, fine, we'll let you get away with this. Playoffs, we're not letting you get away. It's like it's the same thing every single time. Like there's no, no right. adjustment. It's it's yeah, that's Boone holders' uh, biggest like. Issue. That's what happened in Atlanta. 
It's having the same place in Milwaukee. Uh, so. Yeah, and the Bucks are in a weird spot where they have their their cash trap too now. Where they extend mm-hmm. Giannis, they giving their picks away, so they're going to be right there. Yep. for years, and it, they, somebody would have to grow from within for them to have even a shot. Yeah, it can't be uh, the Chris Middleton uh, Giannis show. That's just <laughs> yeah, that's like, tough. Uh, like, All I right, like let, last Middleton too. Go ahead. It's this. I'd rather have Chris Middleton as my third guy, not the second guy. I'll just I'll just leave it at that. Yeah. You know what's crazy? That Coach Bud was like the easily the coach of the year, and yeah. like he I was like amazing. Here. Exactly, yeah. all this stuff, and now it's not working out. That's that's, that's interesting. What, what do you guys think of the last last one? What, what's the coach of the year this year? You think it's you think Tibbs is up there with uh, Snyder and Doc Rivers? If we make the playoffs, he has to be up. There. Yeah, he has to be. It's, that's not even Homer. Like, if you bring the yeah. if you bring the Knicks, the Knicks? from like from <laughs> the like Knicks? the depths of the base. There's three guys like wearing Knicks stuff right now. <laughs> if <The> you, Knicks? <laughs> <laughs> but no, like you know, like it, like you, it's so hard. Like to go, like he probably wouldn't win it just because like the Knicks narrative to begin with. But if you can, if you can, nah. legit, if you can bring the Knicks from the basement and just like put them in the playoffs, like. You have to be up there for consideration. Quinn Snyder, what he's doing, like my thing with Utah is like they do this every year. Like they go on, <laughs> but they chair. haven't lost though, bro. <laughs> they have not lost. Like, yeah, I can't remember the last time Utah lost. The thing is, dude, like they predicted the Knicks to what win what 20, 22 and a half games. We're gonna we're gonna pa- we're passing that. Yeah, we're passing like, we're, that. We're easily passing. Shout that. out to the over, baby. Shout out to the exactly. over. Exactly. <laughs> We're passing that. So you, we pass that. We, we beat Vegas and make the playoffs. You got to give it to Tibbs. What about Doc? What about Doc Rivers? First year, making did whatever he's doing with Embiid, making him a machine. I mean, I, I think it's hard because you expect it from Philly, right? Like you have yeah. to – like it's like, all right, Joel, like Joel Embiid – like if you want to talk about Joel Embiid winning like MVP – that's a totally different story. Giving coach of the year for a guy who like walked into a situation that's automatically a playoff Boom. team. Yeah, it's like that's not real. It's like so like like okay, <laughs> like cool. I could probably do the same thing. Jails could do the same thing. You could do or, it too, John. Just like all right, like all I have to do is like, all right, guys, be uh, winning now. Cool. It's post more. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> like obviously, I'm being a little bit, like uh, like over exaggerating with this. Like legit. Like exactly. But, like it's like it. It, like Doc, what Doc did with the Clippers with like legit nobody, like Lou Williams and Montrez Harrell, that's a coach of the year type of thing. Like take him to the playoffs, like regardless that they got knocked out by the Warriors, like that's 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 coach of the year type of work to me. Or like if you're like Nick Nurse and like you like you bring the 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 Raptors from like you take him over the hump of what uh, Dwayne Casey did with guys who come sh- primarily from the G League, that's mm-hmm. something. But you have Ben Simmons, Joel Embiid. You have Seth Curry. Yeah, you got Shake Milton. Like, what? Like, that team was already good when you got there. It's not like you. the The hard part is probably just like getting them all to play with each other. Yeah. But they all play with each other. Yeah. Like, I, I'm not saying Tibbs has to win, but it's just like that <laughs> if he keeps us up, be in consideration. Yeah, I'm saying he has in consideration. JLS <laughs> is on the train. Oh no, he's he has to win. You take uh, I mean, laughing stock of the. Laughing stock of of the of the league for years. Take them to the playoffs when no one even expects them to play playoffs. You have I mean, a guy who might true. be six six player the six man of the year. He's a rookie. You know Yo. Julius Randle 
If IQ wins Rookie of the Year, I will lose my mind. Makes an All Star team. If he make, he makes he might make an All Star team this year. All those factors can together, like has to in my mind. I don't. Know. It just uh, when you say when you say like he he has to, I'm just not putting it based on like media narratives and like look like LeBron should have won so many MVPs, but yet we give it to guys you know who are just like. Like we see Russell Westbrook, who's averaging a triple double down Washington, and like they're losing on a nightly basis. But yet we gave it to him because it's like, yo, he averaged a triple double, and they made the playoffs. And it's like, okay, cool. And like yeah. looking back on it, it's like not saying that he's not saying that Russ wasn't great, but it's just like I think narratives just like come into play. But like he definitely should win it, like for all those things that JL has pointed out. I like it. All right. I like it. I and I, you know I'm not a Doc Rivers guy. But so I, I like it. If yo, but JLS just kind of slipped in sixth man of the year and rookie of the year for IQ. If my if the, my rookie of the year bet cashes for IQ, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, hey, JLS is about to get. Hey, <laughs> JLS might get a gift on the door. <laughs> yeah, accept it. Let's go. Put that into existence, baby. Let me get that rookie of the year for IQ. Six man, Tibbs, unleash him. All right, unleash Do him. It. Give Let's him more minutes. It. He's he's bringing he's bringing it back, man. I'm telling you. Let's do it. Bring but it on back that note. <laughs> but on that note, gentlemen, great episode, Jay. Before we get out of here, please let the people out there listening know where they can find you. Oh uh, yes, find us on all audio platforms at thenickoftimeshow.com. Don't forget the the. All right. Also find us on YouTube as well at the Nick Time Show, and check out the blogs too as well. NickTimeShow.com and follow us on all social media. Uh, that's the KOT Show on Twitter, the Nick of Time Show on Instagram and Facebook. Yeah, that's it. Awesome. Jay, thank you for coming on. Really appreciate it. Appreciate the work that you've been doing, man. Love the work that you're doing out there. Appreciate um, it. So, yeah. Thank yeah. you for coming on, man. Thank yeah, you thanks for having me, man. Yeah, dude. Thank What's you. Yeah, sorry, sorry we had to get into that mix-up of uh, of Cheer and Mellow. I was just trying to tell you guys about the Westchester Knicks, dude. <laughs> yeah. Well, some things are triggering around here. Some things are um, But that's how it goes, all right? Hopefully, Rice is playing the music as we're outroing this. So, everyone, thank you for tuning in for another Knicks episode of the Knicks, Jets, etc. podcast. You can find us on all listening platforms. We're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Overcast, Stitcher, you name it, we're there. On top of that, please make sure to follow us on all social media platforms. We're on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Just look for Nick's, Jets, ETC, for etc. All right. We'll catch you later, everyone. We'll follow, we'll follow up this week with another Jets episode as the Deshaun Watson watch continues. <laughs> Let's go, Nick's, baby. Let's go.